0: Chapter 1, Love and Betrayal In a place where there was nothing but darkness emerged three bright lights. Each light shone a thousand times brighter than the sun itself. Damn, where's that bloody thing disappeared? One of the lights sounded furious and its voice reverberated through the surrounding emptiness. Relax, Omega-2, the biggest threat we had is gone, now we simply need to search through the universe that we created and find that thing. Other lights calmly said as the three lights started to glow brighter. Did you feel that? We are getting stronger. That means the Omega-1 is dead. The third light sounded like it was laughing. It because of that thing it took us a hundred millennia to kill Omega-1. The furious Omega-2 shouted. We must find it before it falls into the wrongs hands. After the battle with the Omega-1, I can't fight another Omega. Even though the thing has the power to create another Omega, I don't think it can do that before we find it. What if it falls into the hands of our creations? We created them and we can certainly kill them and take what's ours. Now let's each take a sector of the universe and search and don't forget our deal. Meanwhile somewhere else. The village was littered with gore, blood, and bodies. Red, brown, and black were the new colors of what was once a secret hidden sanctuary, which has now become the stage of a disastrous fight. The air which would normally be rich in scents of herbs, river, and the sounds of wildlife, now a hellish symphony of screams, explosions, and battle. The men adorned in full battle armor were slaughtering the hooded figures while more armored men surrounded the last hooded figure. Drop your sword Abras, without you, we wouldn't have found this place, the least we can do is give you a swift, painless death, the man who wore full metal armor said as he removed his helmet and revealed his face. The evil grin and the scar on his face made him look even uglier, but Abras was not in the state to rate his face as he was riddled with wounds and fighting with the overwhelming guilt in his heart. Looking around the dead bodies of everyone who raised him, Abras wanted to kill himself in the most painful way considering everything that happened here was his fault, for the outside world. This place had been nothing but a myth until he fell in love with the girl who used him to reach the sanctuary. Even though his mind told him that everything was over and the cosmic stream that they swore to protect had fallen into the hands of the king of Duja, his heart refused to believe it and wanted to fight until he drew his last breath. The toll on both nature and sanctuary was enormous. It would likely take generations before this village could recover. It was clear gore, rubble, and fire had engulfed the temple he used to pray at, schools he was studying, and the small houses he and his brothers lived in. Generations of elders protected this place and its secrecy but it only took a girl and his love that destroyed the sanctuary. Whoever has the cosmic stream could tip the balance of the world and that was why the elders of the first generation created this place and safeguarded the stream for years. But now, there were no more elders and he was the only protector standing alive. Come on kid, drop your sword, don't make this hard. No. Avers shouted and dashed towards the general with his last bit of strength. So be it. Booth would have had a hard time defeating Abras if he was at his peak but now, Abras was injured and lost his hope, still, Booth was surprised by the speed of Abras's movement as he barely evaded the sword pointed to his throat, Booth was glad that the princess seduced Abras to turn him into a disease carrier and weakened the elders, the alchemists and healers specially created the flu to weaken the elders and if the elders weren't weakened by the flu, they wouldn't have stood a chance against them as even a student like Abras was able to threaten them, realizing that Abras still had some strength, Booth quickly conjured his arch-energy and formed a golden shield around him. Now we can dance. The rest of the armored guards had already started rummaging through the bodies of Abrez's friends to find valuables as Abrez wiped off the blood pouring out of his mouth. He could feel that he won't be able to live anymore as his heartbeat started to decrease and his muscles started to give up. Booth saw his movement slowing down and quickly dashed at him as he landed a heavy blow to Abrez's ribs. The blow sent Abrez flying and landed on the ground after hitting the burning tree. Abras's vision became clouded and coughed more blood as he heard the mad laughter of the armored men. General Booth, kill that kid, his majesty is on his way. Yeah, yeah. Booth waved his hand and made his way to Abras while he tried to clear his vision. Forgive me, Elder Wright, forgive me, Elders. Abras could see the smiling faces of Elder Wright, his teacher, and every who raised him since he was an infant. When their faces faded away and the face of Lila appeared in his mind, his anger erupted like a volcano. He used to recall her face and dream about a future with her but now, he felt an overwhelming betrayal and anger. He thought she was an innocent farm girl from the nearby village when he first met her. As a disciple of the sanctuary, he was not supposed to interact with the outsiders but when he saw a poor girl was going to be killed by a wild panther, he saved her. The mistake he made was, after saving her, he accepted to meet her in the place where he first saw her and began to develop feelings for her. He didn't know why he did that. It might have been because he had no friends or interaction with the world outside other than the sanctuary or her pure innocent look charmed him. However he wasn't the only one who made a mistake as when Elder Wright found out about his relationship with Layla, he didn't inform the other elders who would have given a death sentence to both of them but he gave his permission for Abras to leave the sanctuary and start a new life with her in a faraway land from here. Since Elder Wright was the one who found him in the middle of the forest as a baby and raised him for 20 years, he was like a father to Abras rather than a teacher. This clouded Elder Wright's judgment and ended up in a disaster for the sanctuary as well as for the world. Even when Elder Wright was in his bed due to the mysterious flu, he ordered Abars to leave the sanctuary and meet Layla as he was supposed to. He said it was his last wish and Aubers had no choice but to leave the sanctuary to meet Layla in the regular meeting spot. But Layla wasn't waiting for him there alone and instead of the farm girl Layla, the one who waited for him was Princess Victoria of Duja. She waited for him with a battalion of soldiers and mages and even then, He simply couldn't believe her betrayal until she put a dagger through his chest and left the place. She spoke nothing and there was no love in her eyes when she did that and even though the dagger didn't pierce his heart, it was broken into a million pieces. Abra's now had nothing but guilt and anger as he decided to do the last thing he could do, the forbidden spell that Elder Wright taught him. Meanwhile somewhere else. Ghost, can you hear me? Michael heard the voice of a teenage girl through his earpiece. Loud and clear, pink. Michael said while adjusting the tie looking at the mirror. A handsome young man of late 20s stared back at him. I do look good. Michael grinned at his reflection. What was that, ghost? Nothing, has the target entered the building yet? Michael looked at his Rolex and asked. Not yet but he will, in a couple of minutes. Pink was Michael's wingwoman or wingman, in case Pink was using a voice modulator to sound like a girl. In Michael's line of work, anonymity was extremely important. Until now, he didn't meet or know anything about Pink as she didn't know anything about him, except his codename. The face in the mirror was just a disguise as Michael had never revealed his true face to anyone. Remember, the client wants you to eliminate the target before he gives the speech. Roger. Michael took a last glance at the mirror and left the restroom. When he stepped out of the restroom, he was welcomed by a large crowd of rich people. Each woman seemed to wear designer clothes with accessories that were specially made for them while the majority of the men dressed in classic black tuxedos with white shirts and bow. Michael would see the majority of their faces if he turned on the television or roaming through the streets as they were all celebrities, politicians, and famous sportsmen. Can you get me an autograph from Decap? Not for free. Michael put on his black sunglasses and pretended to be the security guard who he knocked down and left in the dumpster outside. Ah, come on ghost. I don't have any money to give you. You should have saved your two fifty dollars from the last job, Michael said and walked around the place pretending to check the parameter. Pink didn't say anything as Pink knew that he wouldn't do anything for free. In the world of assassins, Michael was a superstar and only a small number of people on the earth would hire an expensive hitman like him. He had a 100% success rate, no other hitman in the world had such a record. Only a few of the law forces knew about his existence but they could only speculate as he never left any evidence or anything to put a file on him. And the only person who could prove his existence was Pink but if a wingman like her betrayed her partner, the dark world would put a bounty on her and she would end up dead so a person with 160 IQ level wouldn't do anything stupid like betraying him. Target has entered the building, Pink said and he noticed the special forces from various countries entering the hall. And after a while, Michael craned his neck and saw a simple-looking old man entering the hall while armed guards surrounded him in a diamond formation. Many people in the gala looked at his simplicity with admiration. The target was a newly elected Prime Minister of Probra after he freed his people from the clutches of the previous leader of Probra, An evil dictator who had enough nuclear weapons to wipe out the entire human race from the face of the earth. The target had received various prizes and awards, including the Nobel Prize for his peaceful protest against the dictator. He was here to give a speech about Ahimsa and world peace, and Michael was here to make sure the entire world see the demise of this man. However, while everyone was looking at him like he's the god of peace, Michael snickered inside because the face that he was showing to the outside world was as fake as Michael's face. Michael had his own moral ethic, no matter the payment. He wouldn't kill an innocent and Libor Barnes was not an innocent. Everyone thought Libor Barnes as the father of the Free Nation Prober but failed to question how he survived under the dictator while protesting under his nose against him. No matter how peaceful he protested, a dictator like Pavel would have killed him a long time ago but Libor survived. Except the dark world, no one knew the real Libor. Pavel was the only dictator for the outside world but the real mastermind behind him was none but Libor. His simplicity was just for show as he was the richest man in the world and he made his fortune by squeezing probra and slave trading. Since no one could prove him guilty, some rich fold from somewhere was paying Michael to take him out. As far as Michael was concerned, he was getting paid to take out dirt like him for a sweet amount of a million dollars. Tango 2, take my position, Lou break. Don took out the walkie talkie and said, copy that Tango 1, on my way. Someone spoke through the walkie talkie but the walkie talkie was already in the flower vase. Michael had done more hard assassinations than this one and compared to some of his hits, this was like a cakewalk to him. The reason for his perfect 100% success rate came from his extremely careful preparation. He would only take only one or two jobs per year as he would take at least six months to prepare and plan his hit. If a typical hitman had a plan A and B, Michael had plans from letter A to Z, and normally he would go for the simple plan rather than the complex one. I will reach my position in a hundred seconds. Michael informed Pink and opened the staff-only door. Roger that, no signs of people around the area. The guards and securities were busy checking out the hot actresses and didn't notice him a bit. The staff only room was just there for the securities to keep the belonging in the lockers and change their clothes after work. Fifth Locker There was a row of gym lockers before him as he looked at the fifth locker from the right and walked towards it. Is it in there? Pink's curious voice rang in his ears. No. Michael didn't open the locker but jumped on the locker and slid the ceiling above him as it opened like a door. Only the engineer who designed this five-star hotel and a few workers who knew about this until Michael hacked his computer and stole the original blueprints during the engineer's visit to Tahiti with his family. The engineer had no idea that Michael was the one who manipulated the travel agency data and selected him for the free trip program to Tahiti. Damn, I hope these rats did not eat it. Michael climbed the ceiling and closed the entrance but frowned when he saw the rats running through the vent before him. Eat what? Tell you later, how's the parade going? Michael whispered and crawled through the vent without making any noise. Now they are crossing the 5th Avenue, 5 minutes till they reach your place. Roger that, going radio silence, catch you in the next job. That much confidence huh? Alrighty, see you later, ghost. Pink disconnected the line while Michael set a 3 minute timer in his watch. And after crawling through the vent for exactly 1 minute, Michael saw the familiar black bag that he left in the vent 3 months ago. Reaching the black bag. He brushed away the dust and slowly opened the zip to reveal the Kel-Tec RFB sniper rifle with a thermal scope. However, the sniper wasn't made of metal and regular parts, but this rifle was custom-made for him using nothing but plastic. So when the security firm scanned the place with metal detectors and everything, they couldn't find it. Since it was made of plastic, the rifle could only fire one bullet because the heat produced by firing the bullet would melt and damage the rifle and render it useless. The bullet was made of a special type of plastic that could penetrate through the steel without making a noise. This rifle and bullet alone cost him two hundred grand. And besides the cost, he had only one shot to take out Libor and if he missed the shot, there wouldn't be a chance like this again and his reputation would be tainted. Four minutes more. Michael turned on the thermal scope and aimed at the center of the hall where Libor would start his speech. Long live the free nation of Probra. Michael heard Libor's voice through the speakers in the hall and aimed his crosshair at the head of the red figure in his thermal scope. Diddle, diddle, we are so little. The moment he said the word little. He pulled the trigger, and boom, a sound like a watermelon exploded echoed through the hall. However, before even he could let a proud grin after his excellent bullseye, his whole world around him turned white and he heard a sudden ding sound in his head. Ding! Badass system activated. What the hell? Michael was so confused and everywhere he turned, he could only see the color white like he was caged in a white box. What's happening? He slapped his face but he didn't feel any pain. Huh? He knew he should have felt something as he tried to slap himself again, but his palm went right through him. It can't be, just relax. Realizing something's very wrong, he took a deep breath and closed his eyes, and opened them again. But even then, nothing was changed. Am I dead? What was that voice I heard? He was trained to remain calm in any situation as panicking would only make things worse in his line of work. Yet, no matter how hard he tried to calm and make sense out of the citation, he simply couldn't. Am I drugged? No. My watch would have indicated if there were any unknown substances in my blood. As he said, he lifted his wrist to look at his watch, but his Rolex was nowhere to be found on his wrist, and in fact, he just realized that he was naked. This is serious. He couldn't help but frown, looking at his bare naked body, and even though he was naked, he couldn't feel anything or physically touch his body. Closing his eyes again, he tried to concentrate on what just happened and the voice he had heard, just after he pulled the trigger. The system is looking for a body for the host, please wait. Just as the message rang out, he could see a window pop up before him, as information could be seen scattered across the screen. Host, Michael. Cultivation level, arch-sensing stage, level 1. Experience points, 0-1000. Badass points, 0. Current skills, none. Occupation, none. Status, in spectral form, goals, none. Notable skills, above average in marksmanship and combat, how, what. There was no one alive on Earth that knew his real name but the screen was clearly showing his name and he couldn't figure out what this information was floating before him. Am I transmigrated? But why am I still in this form? He never would have thought that he would say these things but the novels he read on Earth made him. The system, points, the cultivation, it must be that. He analyzed the situation calmly as he could and he could tell that there's no other way to explain what's happening to him. Ding, the system has found a body for the host. As the ring sound appeared in his mind. The white background around him slowly started to fade away and he found himself in what seemed to be a battle site. Forgive me, Elder Wright, forgive me, Elders. Michael tried to step back as he could when he saw a hooded figure crawling under his feet. Shit. He noticed a man in medieval knight armor walking towards him as he quickly looked for a weapon in instinct, but the man seemed not to notice him as his gaze was on the figure under Michael's feet. Relinis Perficaci Silicus Fantidius Vengei Vertuola. As an assassin, he had enhanced hearing and he was able to tell that the hooded figure had said something in a foreign language. And just when he said these words, everything around him seemed to be paused as the flames, the wind, the man who was walking towards him, and everything was stopped like in the movies. Hey, can you hear me? Since only the hooded figure was moving, he shouted at him. But surprisingly, a small ball of light emerged out of the hooded figure and started to take the form of a human before him. And when Michael saw the youth who was standing before him, he was startled and the youth also looked shocked. Michael felt like he was looking at himself from nine years ago, the youth before him resembled his younger self, who are you? Michael asked the youth before him but the youth just shook his head. There's no time to explain, I don't know whether you're the devil or not but please take my remaining soul energy and avenge my people, promise me. Michael could see an immense amount of sadness in the eyes of this youth when he asked him. The system suggests the host promise obras, finding a suitable body like this again would take twenty years. The system sounded like a warning as Abras stared at him for his answer. It must be fate. Michael sighed. What were the chances of him meeting his younger self in a circumstance like this and not to mention he seemed to have a system like in the novels? I promise. Michael reached his hand out towards Abras as he didn't want to wait another 20 years in this form and more than that, he couldn't say no to him. There was no smile or relief in Abras' face but grief as he took a last glance at the place around him before turning into a ball of light and flew right into Michael. The transmigration process has started, please wait." The robotic voice of the system appeared again in his mind and then, he was pulled towards Abraza's body. After two days, through the heart of the forest, an idle river carried all the debris that fell in from above slowly downstream. Large branches sprouted from the trees and reached into the murky water as if trying to scoop up the swarming fish. Although the warm water was an olive color from the swirling mud and microzized organisms, one could see the underwater wildlife flourish in the shallow part swamp-like vegetation and old, rotting trees crept into the river's edge and created slimy pools of debris from withered leaves and twigs. Among the debris, a body was floating and moving downstream, and suddenly a ray of sunlight shone down and pierced through the closed eyes of Michael who was floating on the river and abruptly awoken by it. Opening his eyes, he realized he was floating on the river and he quickly started to swim towards the shore before the river met a waterfall. Even though he only swam for a couple of minutes, He felt very tired and exhausted as he lay on the wet sand for a moment. But when he relaxed his body, he felt extreme pain in his mind as someone hitting his head with the hammer. He clutched his head in pain while a great number of memories, both foreign and familiar, flooded his mind. Ah! Michael couldn't hold back the anger and shout at the sky with all his might. He felt overwhelming guilt, anger, helplessness, and betrayal at the same time. These memories and feelings were so lifelike that they almost felt as if he had experienced them himself. In a short amount of time, he experienced the whole life of Abras. That bitch. After separating his own memories from those of belonging to Abras, Michael's face was full of anger. Transmigration completed, Host can now access the system. The familiar sound appeared in Michael's mind and drew his attention. Host has received a gift bag from the system, do you wish to open it now? The time around him seemed to be stopped when the screen appeared before him. Alright, let's see what I'm dealing with. Open the gift bag. Instantly the page in his vision transformed into a golden box. The box opened as several beams of light streamed out before fading away. Congratulations host Michael for obtaining the initial level experience pill. Using the pill would give 10,000 XP. Congratulations to host Michael for obtaining two healing potions. Using this potion would completely heal the host and cancel out any negative effects and the host would be invulnerable to attacks for two minutes. Congratulations to host Michael for obtaining the beginners. Several dings continued to rings in his mind as the interfaces tuned red. tuned ding the system has detected that the host is too weak and insist on the host to consume the xp pill immediately system how do i use the pill the interface changed when he asked do you wish to yes i do michael rushed the system before it could complete the question as in his mind he could hear a series of messages from the system host michael used the initial experience pill and received 10000 experience points congratulations to host michael for leveling up the current stage is arch sensing level 1 Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is arch sensing level 2. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is arch sensing level 3. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is arch sensing level 4. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is arch sensing level 10. Immediately, Michael sensed a surge of power pass through his entire body, causing his hairs to stand straight. Following that strange sensation was a feeling of extreme comfort, The pores all over his body opened up completely, greedily devouring arch-energy from all around. Congratulations to Host for reaching the foundation stage level 1. And in a matter of seconds, he could feel his body experiencing a tremendous change as his muscles became stronger and he felt strange energy around him. It was almost as if he could fight the most formidable fighters on the earth. And soon the feeling became familiar due to Abras's memories and then he hurriedly sifted through the memories that didn't belong to him, gaining a clear understanding of his present circumstances. After searching through Abra's memories, he realized that Aubras belonged to a secret group called the Sanctuary that protected the legendary cosmic stream. According to his memories, the water from the stream had purified arch energy and some kind of another energy that would boost someone's cultivation level by many folds, cure any illnesses, keep him young forever, and do many wonders as long as he or she keeps drinking the water from the stream. But unfortunately, Aubres didn't have any contact with the outside world and had no useful information that could have made Michael's life so much easier in this world. Yet, that didn't discourage him even a bit but put a wide grin on his face. Well, I have a system like in the novels, and unlike those fictional characters, I can dominate this world for real. Let's begin. After crawling away from the river, Michael found a big tree and sat under it to familiarize himself with the system. Hey system, come up. He ordered in his mind as the interface popped up before him. He could see the tabs such as Host, Shop, Storage, Subordinates, and Upgrade. Michael looked left and right to see if anyone or anything was coming but weirdly everything seemed paused. While you access the system, the time will be momentarily slowed down until the host quit the system. Wow, cool. His brows raised in surprise hearing the robotic voice. Open host. The system opened the host tab and like in role-playing games, his naked body appeared before him along with his stats. Host, Michael. Cultivation level. Foundation stage, Level 1. Experience points, 4000-20,000. Badass points, 0. Current skills, none. Occupation, none. Status, healthy. Goals, none. Notable skills, above average in marksmanship. Proficient in close combat, proficient huh. Abraza's skills merged with him so he instantly learned everything that Abra's learned in his lifetime. Let's see what's in the storage. The storage tab opened to reveal a couple of items lying before him and when he concentrated, the details and attributes of the items appeared above them. The first item in his storage was a black tactical knife as the knife appeared in his hand. Mmm, perfect balance and very sharp. He touched the knife's blade with his thumb and said, Name, Sog Seal Pup Elite. Blade Length, 6.75 inches. Total Length, 12.00 inches. Total Weight, 5.40 ounces. Special Trait, can penetrate the defense of anyone under body strengthening stage level 6 system list all these cultivation level in ascending order the interface changed and a list of cultivation levels appeared before him arch sensing stage foundation stage body refining stage body strengthening stage core formation stage core strengthening stage, core strengthening stage. soul refining stage fusion stage half immortal immortal asterisk system needs to be upgraded to reveal the next levels At the end of the list, a red warning label appeared. Upgrade. What level are you now? How do I upgrade you? Current system version is 1.0. The system needs 10,000 badass points to be upgraded to version 2.0. Let me guess, more functions and more shop items will be unlocked only if I upgrade you. Michael read enough novels in his free time to realize how the system might work. The host is correct. How do I earn these badass points? Is there a guide or how to list? Whenever the host acts badass the system will reward you with badass points. Not to boast but I'm a badass, system, so it won't be hard. Michael proudly grinned and expected an answer from the system but he didn't get one. He already checked the healing potion so he moved to the next item which was a blue gift box. Does the host want to open the box? No shit Sherlock, open it. With a flash of light, the box opened and a black dress appeared. Wait a minute, is this? Michael didn't need any introduction to the dress because it was one of the most iconic costumes in his world, the black costume of Neo from the Matrix movies. Item name Neo costume. Special trait, none. Durability, 6 months. Equip it? Since he was naked in a new world and this costume looked super cool on him, he ordered the system. The costume fitted him perfectly but he noticed something was missing. Hey system, where are the sunglasses that come with this costume? Does the host wish to buy the Neo black sunglasses? Yeah, give me that. The interface changed and entered into the shop tab where he saw the black sunglasses floating before him. 300 badass points? Shit I don't have much. Then the system recommends the host to explore this world and earn more points. Let me browse the store for more. The shop was categorized into weapons, potions, armors, and miscellaneous. The moment he saw the weapons tab, he opened it with his mind, and a huge range of guns, knives, bows, and a lot more appeared. A navy colt is 10,000, badass points? Hey system, isn't that too much? Even though he didn't know the value of the badass points, 10,000 for an old cold seemed to be very pricey. A gun is too overpowered for this world, hence the price. The system recommends the host to explore the world and earn badass points. Considering a simple cold was this expensive, he didn't even look at the other weapons as he moved to the miscellaneous tab. There were a few cards that appeared and he looked at the first card. Name, surrounding scanner. Function: Scan the host surrounding for the presence of life. Area of effect: small. Current level: level one. Next level: Scan will identify potential threats. The area of effect will be increased. Price: three hundred badass points. Hmm, um, might come in handy. What's next? He scrolled to select the next item. Name: Teleporter. Function: Teleport the host to a different place instantly. Distance: small. Current level: level one. Next level: the distance will be increased. Price 700 badass points. Teleporter, huh? Fancy. Next. Name X ray vision. Function. Enable the host to activate X ray vision. Range small. Current level level 1. Next level, the range and the effect will be increased. Price 1000 badass points. Useful, but not that important. After this card, the system required to be upgraded to view more cards and after fiddling around the system for a few more minutes, Michael closed the system and stood up to start his adventure in this world. I miss that sunglass. Tying his hair in a ponytail, Michael started to follow the river as Bear Grills told in the channels. Okay first, I need to find a city or village and gather more intel about this world, then I should look for a way to earn more money and speaking of money, hey system, can I convert badass points into gold coins or buy coins in a shop? The system needs to be upgraded to level 6 to unlock that feature. He heard the robotic voice and sighed. It's settled, I need to look for a way to earn money. I hope this world has hit contracts. After walking for one hour, the clouds started to become darker and the wind was blowing like it would uproot the trees any moment from now as purple lightning cut crazy zigzag into the dark sky. Storm, that's what I need now. Michael sighed and looked for a house or anything that looks like a shelter but he couldn't find any. It seems I need to go into the forest to take shelter. Until now he avoided the dark forest and kept walking on the river shore however, now he had no choice but to go into the forest before getting struck by lightning. The bare branches spiked into the sky, no sign of life was to be found anywhere. It was so dark, he was barely able to see where he was going. There were only small sounds of rustling bushes and the howl of the wind. He didn't know what lay in this dark forest, all he knew was that it wasn't going to be a peaceful time walking into the forest. Fortunately, when the downspout started, Michael found a big tree that had gigantic leaves and huge branches. He felt so tiny standing in front of the tree. Since Abra's lived his entire life in the forest, he was an expert in climbing trees and now, Michael was able to use the skill to climb this tree and take shelter under its leaves. Like a monkey, he flawlessly climbed the tree and comfortably rested on the branch. Hope there are no snakes in this tree. Michael was searching his mind to find anything that could help him survive in this world while the heavy rain was pouring from the sky. On Earth he would spend most of his time preparing before actually eliminating the target. He deeply valued intel and preparation but after searching his mind, he couldn't help but feel extremely unprepared. Am I missing? Pink. He shook his head. Hey, system, what happened to my body back in my world? The host's body was disintegrated during the crossing over. Well, at least my reputation won't take a hit and those losers won't find me. Since his body was destroyed, the cops and the federal agents wouldn't find him and he would still remain as a myth a ghost to them who had a 100% success rate in assassinations. While proudly grinning about his reputation, he suddenly heard footsteps and hissing sounds. He quickly checked the other branches near him to see if there's a snake nearby but when he focused, he found that the sound of footsteps was coming from the ground. As he was searching for the source, he saw a group of five strange-looking creatures dragging something. If he saw these creatures on earth, he would have been shocked beyond words and even slightly terrified but because of Abraza's memory, he recognized these creatures. Snakemen, freaky. Some of their upper bodies resembled the body of a snake, in particular, a cobra's, and their lower body seemed to be human. And two of them had the head and torso of a human but had the body of a snake as their lower part. Michael knitted his brows when he noticed the thing they were dragging was not an object but a girl who seemed to be in her late teens. Ditra, let's take a break here, I'm too tired to walk in this damn rain. One of the snakemen complained and stopped his group. He's right, we are walking two days straight without any break but we still have a long way to the Nagaland, we can't afford to lose her again, the queen will skin us alive if we did. The one with the cobra head hissed but the others chuckled looking at the girl. Look at her, Ditra. The elders crippled her cultivation and now she's harmless as a butterfly, besides how can she escape with ropes tied around her limbs? And she can't turn into her true form anymore. Michael looked closer at the girl and found a small glimmer of snake skin on her neck and realized that she wasn't a human but one of them. Three body refining stage level 7, 1 level 8 and level 10. Normally killing them with his level of cultivation would be an impossible feat however the system gave him the perfect tool to kill them if he could catch them by surprise and kill them silently one by one without alerting the others. But before that, he decided to open the system and browse the subordinate tab. At the moment, the interface was empty and on the corner, the system showed him the maximum number of subordinates he could have. 3 huh? For the moment, it's enough, but system, explain how's this subordinate thing works. When the host wants to make someone his subordinate, you can activate the system's recruitment feature. The target must be willing to accept to be host subordinate, and if the target is willing, the system will recruit the target as host subordinate. Can a subordinate betray me or know about you? The system host doesn't have to worry about that. A subordinate cannot betray or harm the host in any way, and if the subordinate acts in any way that brings harm to the host, the system would activate the countermeasure and eliminate or punish the subordinate before the subordinate could harm the host. For your last question, Except the host, none would know about the system's existence unless the host chose to reveal it but the system strictly recommend not to do that. Cool, that's what I like to hear, and I'm not crazy and dumb enough to say that I have a system in my mind. He closed the system as the world before him came to life. Okay okay, let's take a break here, but after this rain stops, we leave here, get it? Ditra said as they all sighed in relief except for the girl who kept wiggling against her ropes and tried to speak but the ropes around her mouth prevented her from making any noise. Good. Go to sleep, snakes. Michael watched them from above and felt like the predator from the movies. If I only had my sniper or an assault rifle with a silencer, does the host really plan to kill those snakemen? The system's voice appeared in his mind. You do give badass points and rewards for killing them, right? Yes. Then there's your answer. I need to earn points and experience somewhere. Why would I waste such a great opportunity like this? Even if things went south, I have a healing potion. Good, huh? For a moment the system sounded actually human in his mind but that feeling disappeared quickly. Considering the branches of the tree were long and big, Michael slowly jumped branch to branch like a monkey and checked the perimeter to see if there's another group of snakes on their way. While looking at the group, Michael witnessed Ditra creating fire from his hand. A stream of fire flew out of his hand and fired up the bundle of wet wood. Cool magic. Michael's eyes sparkled looking at this because this was the first time he had seen such a thing in real life. System, can I do that? He asked the system in his mind as the system showed him a red color card. Skill name, Dragon Fire. Class, Offensive type skill. Function, Host can send a stream of Dragon Fire from his hands. Range, Small. Current level, Level 1. Next level, the range and the intensity of the fire will be increased. The host can use both hands at the same time to send the fire stream. Price, 600 badass points. I must buy this. A white grin appeared on his face, and he felt more motivated to kill these snake men and earn more badass points. In his line of work, patience was crucial, so he trained his mind to replay a movie once he wants. And after replaying a couple of movies, the snakes started to hiss, which seemed like a yawn, and the forest grew darker and darker as only the campfire and the flashes of lightning provided light. He blended perfectly with the tree like a chameleon because of his black robes and dark environment. We'll take the first watch, Dutra said and looked at the other cobra headed man. Fine with us. Michael was surprised that they didn't put anything under them like a bedsheet or blanket as they went to sleep on the wet ground. After a few minutes, the snakes started to snore without minding the sound of thunderclaps while Ditra and the other one kept watching the girl. Michael was waiting for them to look away from each other, so killing one wouldn't alert the other but after waiting for some time, they didn't seem to budge from their positions. Small distraction would do the trick. He looked at the tree behind Ditra which had a huge stem that would block the other snake's sight if he kills Ditra. Planning his next move he leaped towards another branch and appeared right above Ditra's head. He cut a small stick from the tree using his knife that felt like cutting a banana with a hot knife. Thup. Michael threw the stick behind the tree as Ditra and the other snake quickly startled by the noise. Go, check it. Michael waited for one of them to go behind the tree and just as he thought, Ditra, the leader himself stood up to check it. Watch her, I'll go check it. The other snake nodded and kept his glance at the girl while Ditra slowly moved towards the ideal place where Michael planned to jump down and stab the knife straight between the eyes. He was glad that at least Aubras learned the weak points of several species from one of the elders in the sanctuary as a part of his training. Diddle diddle we are so. Step by step, Ditra reached the point where the other snake wouldn't be able to see him. Little. Just as he said, he jumped down from the branch and stabbed the knife between Ditra's eyes. The sound of the thunder clasp and Michael's perfect athleticism reduced the sound of his landing. Even after stabbing Ditra, his body violently shook but Michael used all of his strength and held his body against the tree until he stopped moving. Ding! Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 10 cultivator. The reward is 7,000 experience points as well American Samoa 200 badass points. He had no time to celebrate as his full focus was on killing the rest of them. So before the other snake got suspicious, He swiftly moved towards the next target using the bushes and darkness as cover. Duh. Just when the other snake opened his mouth to call for his friend, Michael came behind him and sent his knife through his forehead, and dragged him away from the campfire and the sleeping snakes. The girl's eyes widened in shock and surprise seeing the turn of events but she didn't make any noises that could alert and wake the snakes up. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 8 cultivator. The reward is 6,000, experience points as well American Samoa 250, badass points. Three more. Michael told himself and stealthily moved towards the remaining snakes while the girl was pretty stunned to see him and the grin he walked past her sent a cold chill running through her spine. He slowly made his way to the three snakes and crouched behind the snake who was peacefully sleeping in the middle without any idea of the threat behind him. Diddle, diddle we are so little. The moment he said it, he stabbed the snakes one by one lightning fast. Each of his stabs was precise and deep as the ding sounds confirmed the kills. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 7 Cultivator. The reward is 5,000 experience points as well American Samoa 250, badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 7 Cultivator. The reward is 5,000 experience points as well American Samoa 250, badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 7 cultivator. The reward is 5,000 experience points as well American Samoa 250 badass points. Congratulations to the host for leveling up. The current stage is foundation level 2. The girl's eyes widened even further when she saw him break through to the next level instantly after killing them. But before talking to her, he opened the system. Hey system, can you heal and make her cultivate again? Yes, but the target must be the host subordinate and the required badass points is three thousand. Did you think I'm going to heal someone out of the goodness of my heart? Let's see if she can be any help to us. He closed the system and slowly made his way towards the girl while playing with the knife in his hand. Hi there. He waved and crouched before her. Are you going to scream if I cut your rope? The girl shook her head as he smiled. Good. Cough, cough, cough. She coughed and took a few deep breaths. Who the FK are you? Where the FK did you come from? Come on, cut these ropes human. He was a little surprised by the words coming out of her mouth and she sounded so arrogant and prideful. Oh, feisty. I order you lowly human, cut the ropes now. Or what? He asked tilting his head. Didn't they cripple you? I don't know how powerful you were but now, you're nothing but a crippled serpent. How dare? She became furious but before she could finish her sentence, she felt the cold blade against her throat. Come one, finish what you were going to say. She swallowed and didn't utter a word. What cat got your tongue? What? What? what do you want, human? Since she was a predator herself, she knew a predator when she saw one and the human before her radiated an aura of an apex predator. Now we are talking. Michael took back the knife and smiled. Since it's obvious that you're in a mess and I require some help from a native of this land, why don't we help each other? Humph. The girl snickered. If you can kill a core strengthening cultivator, I will gladly help you, but look at you, you are just at a foundation level, that bitch's mate is stronger than you. I'm not planning to be at foundation level for a long time and even if I can kill that bitch. He air-quoted the word bitch and continued, I won't do it for free but what I am offering to you is, if you accept to be my subordinate, I can heal your crippled cultivation when I get stronger. She was taken back by surprise for a moment but in a few seconds, she started to laugh like a maniac. You think I fall for that crap? No one can heal a crippled cultivation human. There was a slight sadness mixed in her voice when she said, hearing her, he opened up the system. Hey system, can you have anything that could make her believe that I can heal her? A small white pill appeared in front of him. Basic tear revitalizing pill, the pill can partially heal the cultivation crippleness of the target. How much? He knew that the system wouldn't give this pill for free as he needed to buy this using his badass points. 50 badass points if host by a 100 pill bottle, the system can make an offer of 4000 points. Jeez, you sound like a cheap agent, give me one. He growled and bought a pill from the system shop. Crap huh. The girl saw a white pill appearing in his hand. What is THA? Before she could ask, he put the pill into her mouth and forced her to swallow the pill. And just as she was struggling, her surge of energy appeared in her body and her eyes widened in shock. I can. I can feel the arch energy again. A wide grin appeared on her face but her grin froze on her face when the effects disappeared. What the miraculous pill did you give me? Do you have more? Come one give it to me. Give it to me. She moved closer too close that he could even smell a tint of jasmine scent coming out of her hair. Whoa, easy there tiger, it's only a sample, agree to be my subordinate and help me get stronger, then I will give you more. What do you mean by a subordinate? I'd rather be dead than be someone's slave. Her face turned very serious as he shook his head. Who said anything about being a slave? You just be my assistant, do you know what an assistant is? She still seemed unconvinced as he stood up. All right your loss, it seems you don't want to revenge, I'm sure that someone will come looking for you soon, feel free to tell them what happened here, he said and took a step forward to leave, hey, wait, he halted his step when he heard her shout and turned back, I can accept to be your subordinate but I won't sign any contract, system, does she need to sign a contract to be subordinate, no, the system only needs to say yes to be the host subordinate willingly, she didn't know why he was suddenly smiling, no contract, just say the word yes, are you willing to be my subordinate, She was snickering inside, planning to rob him in his sleep, but didn't show her true feeling on her face. Yes, I am willing to be your subordinate. Does the host wish to accept Gaia as a subordinate? Gaia? Nice name, yes I do, system, yes I do. In a few seconds, Gaia's figure appeared before him alongside her stats, which were nothing but zero at the moment due to her current state. But what stat surprised him was the loyalty stat. Subordinate, Gaia. Cultivation level, none. Race, Demi Human Race. Current skills, none. Status, currently crippled. Loyalty towards the host, zero. Why am I not surprised? And just as he was looking at her stats, a new window popped up. Does the host wish to eliminate or punish the subordinate in case they try to harm the host? Hmm, for the moment, set it to punish, I think I'll see her getting punished very soon. With a smile, he exited the system and went to cut her ropes. Do you know the way to the nearest village or town? He asked while slashing the ropes. Yeah. If we travel to the north, we'll reach the port town. She pulled herself up after he cut her ropes. All right, now take anything that fetches us some coins. You want me to loot the corpses? She frowned and looked disgusted. Do you have any coins? No. Then yes, I want you to loot the corpse, come on move your ass girl. She furiously rolled her eyes and deeply exhaled. I'll make this bastard pay for this, just wait, you lowly human. She thought to herself and walked towards the dead snakes to take their poison core which could be sold in the adventurers guilds. After collecting their poison cores, the two of them started to walk north. So are you going to tell me your name? Or do I have to call you human every time? Since this was going to be a long journey, she wanted to pass the time by making a conversation with him. You can call me Ghost. Who the FK would call himself Ghost. The FK who's called Gaia. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 50 badass points. I can earn points by being myself. Cool. He was proudly grinning while Gaia stopped walking and looked alarmed. How? How did you know my name? I didn't say my name. I have my ways. Now keep walking. I don't want to spend my night in this forest. Gaia seemed like she knew the layout of the forest like the back of her hand. After a few hours of following her, Michael stepped out of the forest and finally saw some man-made structures for the first time in this world. Human, I can only accompany you this far. Suddenly Gaia stopped walking when they saw the huge city walls and a few guards in front of the gates. Since the rain was still pouring, there was no one around them. Why? These lowly humans are in a war with Nagas, if they see me, they'll report me to those f-king guards and throw me in jail. She said this but looked like she has some alternative way to the situation. I know you have a plan for the situation, Gaia, spit it out. She grinned. Hmm, you have some brains for a human, after all, I can merge with you using a special spell I know. System, what is she talking about? The host can buy the firewall protection from the shop to protect himself from any items to hijack the host's body or mind. At this point, he wasn't surprised to hear the system trying to get himself to spend badass points. How much? 200 badass points and the system will protect the system for a year. Like a virus guard, huh? Alright, buy and use it. A golden layer appeared around his body on the interface as he felt a warm feeling in his body. Protective shield activated. With a relieved sigh. He exited the system and looked to see what she's planning. Oh, special spell huh? Are there any side effects? Of course there are no side effects, human. Just give me your hand. Her acting skills were so good as she said with a sincere look on her face. He held out his right hand while Gaia closed her eyes and chanted something under her breath. And in a few seconds, she transformed herself into a little white snake and coiled around his wrist. Then he pulled up his sleeve and saw a tattoo of a snake on his wrist. Cool, tat. He started to feel the tattoo by touching it. Take your hands away from me, human. Huh? You can talk. The tattoo didn't move but he heard Gaia's voice crystal clear in his mind. Yes, I can talk and see what you see and hear what you hear. Well, I hope you close your eyes when I change before the mirror. (laughs) He he. Perv. She growled as he chuckled and walked towards the city gate to enter the town. What's this town's name? The humans call this place the river town but I call this a shithole. Don't get me into trouble talking like this or you'll pay for it? No one will hear me except you human. It was obvious that she didn't like to be threatened by hearing the irritation in her voice as he reached the city gates. There were only two guards playing some kind of dice game inside their little hut and when they noticed him approaching, the guards came out. Hold there, what's your purpose for coming to the river town? To end your pathetic lives, shitheads. Gaia said and it was fortunate that they couldn't hear her. To stay the night and look for a job, sir he was furious that even these guards were at the foundation level 7 and stronger than him. Another adventurer, why am I not surprised? The guard sighed and signaled the guard to open the gates. Go on kid, stay out of trouble. The guard returned to his game while Michael nodded politely and entered the town. Rivertown looked majestic with its elmwood rooftops, limestone walls, and aromatic flowers. This town resembled the medieval fantasy towns that he had seen in the movies but it looked more beautiful in real life than in the movies. The main attraction was the tall building at the center of the town, which seemed to be built using marble stones with beautiful architecture that slightly matched the architecture of the White House. Why are you looking at the Adventurer Guild like it's a big deal? Compared to my palace, it's just a shithole. What do you do in the palace? Clean it? He chuckled. Clean it? I am a princess, you asshole. Well I was until that bitch. Wait why am I telling you this? Let's just go sell these poison core and earn some money. While walking towards the guild, He noticed a tavern that seemed to be the most crowded place in the town, and the sweet aroma of hot baked loaves of bread and something else made his stomach growl. As he reached the guild, he saw a few groups of humans gathered before the guild and discussing. they stared at him for a few seconds and then snickered and turned away. Look at their arrogant faces, these shitholes are only body refining stage but acts like immortals. Amateurs, just ignore them. In his previous life, he met his fair share of amateurs who would act proud and arrogant after completing one hit. Because of their arrogance, they often ended up behind the bars. But the reason for the ghost's success, he never let the pride and ego reach his head. When he walked through the front door, his clothes and body were dried up by a hot wave as he felt warm and pleasant. The inside pretty much resembled a five star hotel, and he couldn't believe such a fancy place exists in a small town like this. Just like the hotel, the first thing he saw was the receptionist who was busy dealing with the other adventurers. While waiting, he roamed around the hall and looked at the painting of old people handing on the wall and checked the marvelous fountain in the middle of it. The ground was spotless and he could even see his reflection on the marble tiles. Young master. The receptionist waved at him after dealing with the others as he walked towards her and retrieved the poison cores of the snakes. How may I help you, young master? There was a tint of redness on her cheeks and Michael had no idea why she's blushing since he didn't even use a single pickup line or flirt with her. I need to sell these, can you help me with this? He retrieved the poison cores from his pocket and placed it on the table. The girl's eyes went wide in surprise because the cores definitely belonged to the body refining stage snake men but the youth before her was only a foundation level cultivator. Young master, where did you get these? I killed them and took it from them. But, is there any problem, miss? He kept his smile but his stare was serious as the girl quickly shook her head. Of course not young master, five body refining stage cores will fetch you hundred silver coins, if the young master can wait a few moments, I'll go and bring you the coins. Thank you, miss. I'll wait here. When the girl went into the room behind her with the poison cores, he noticed a board with notices pinned to it. What's this? Quest board. As he said, he started to read the notices to find something that was suitable for him. Pardon me, adventurer. I'm in need of your service. Our crops have failed and to make matters worse, we're constantly harassed, robbed, and sometimes even killed by those pesky brutes. Hero, would you be so kind as to get rid of those horrible miscreants? I'd love to join you, but it'll be up to you. I don't want to get in the way. You are fully capable of handling those miscreants. Try to kill all those who stand in your way, we don't need their filth in our lands. Should you succeed I will be able to repay you handsomely, it'll be worth your troubles. Now hurry, champion, there's no time to waste. Excuse me, traveler. I need your help. My brother is such an idiot, he keeps pulling pranks on me and I'm sick and tired of it. It's time for payback and I know the perfect way to do it. My brother is scared of forest spirits, they're not real, but I'm going to make him believe they are. I've made this wooden mask, but I need some more items to make it really scary. Would you mind collecting some for me? I need rainbow fowl feathers, some glimmer weed to make the eyes glow and a whole lot of seaweed. I wish I could pay you far more than I can, but what I can pay isn't less than what's fair either. Excuse me, adventurer. Please, lend me your hand. I've been betrayed, betrayed by my own foolishness. I knew I shouldn't have hired mercenaries, instead of fighting the bandits they joined them. Hero, teach them a lesson in honor and make sure they remember it. Curse those nasty lowlives. I'm in no state to fight, but I know you'll manage without me. Be careful hero, don't underestimate those lowlives. Try to take down as many of them as possible, the less of a threat they pose the better. Reward, 60 silver coin per head. This last one seems interesting. And dangerous too, don't get cocky human. You're just only a foundation stage cultivator, pick something to your level, like fetching ingredients for the mask. The system recommends the host to take this quest, more the legend of the host grows, you'll receive better items from the system. Cool. He had already decided to take on this quest because only by killing more people, he could earn more experience points and level up. Young master. The girl called out to him when she came back with a pouch of coins. 200 silver coins, as promised, young master, please check it. Two hundred silver coins. The system's voice rang in his mind. No need, I need your help with something else though. Please tell me, young master. I decided to take this quest, is there a procedure I have to take care of before taking a quest? The girl nodded and took out a small form from her desk. You need to register with the Adventure Guild, young master, do you wish to join the guild now? Yes I do. Wonderful. The girl revealed all of her pearl white teeth by letting out a wide grin. Please fill this form, young master. The form had pretty standard stuff like name, cultivation level, party name, and party members. Michael didn't plan to form a party as he liked to do things alone, and the only reason he was putting up with Gaia was she had knowledge about this world and he could use that knowledge to his advantage. He thought of her as pink, his aide in the earth, but he was planning to recruit more people as his subordinates and expand his influence throughout the world, so he could sit back and enjoy the wealth created by them while growing stronger and stronger. For the time being, he liked to do things alone like a lone wolf. So on the form, he only filled his name and cultivation level and left everything else blank, the ghost. The girl looked perplexed looking at his name but it was quite usual for the adventurers to use names like these, therefore she didn't ask any question. Young master, if you don't know any party to join, the guild can suggest you parties that look for one more member. No need, I like to work alone. I'm right here. Gaia's voice sounded in his mind. But young master, I can look after myself, miss, trust me pretty face and no brains, pity, what a handsome lad but he's going to end up dead, the girl sighed inside and nodded, after taking one last glance at the form, a white light appeared from the girl's hand as she scanned the form using the light, here's your adventurer card, young master, if you lose it, you have to pay 50 silver coins at any of our branches and receive another one, each quest you successfully complete will give you points and added to your card, harder the quest, more points you'll earn and more points you earn, the more high value quest will be presented to you by the guild. As she said, she gave him his adventurer card. It was a yellow card the size of a credit card with his name etched on it. Young master, what's the quest that you wish to take? He placed the notice on the table but when the girl saw the notice, her eyes widened in shock. Young master, this quest, are you sure you want to take this? This has marked by the disciples of the morning star sect. Those shitheads again, fk. Can I take it or not? He had read enough novels to realize that most of the sex are just assholes who like to bully the weak and he didn't like to be bullied. Young master, you can but Let me guess, no one would take the quests that have this mark. He pointed at the star mark on the corner of the notice as the girl nodded. I'm taking this, if they have any problem with that they can find me. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 50 badass points and a teleportation scroll. You shouldn't have done that, human. He didn't mind Gaia as he put the card and the pouch in his pocket and left the guild leaving everyone who heard he was taking the Morningstar's quest stunned. He's dead. What an arrogant kid. Look, he's just at foundation stage. Look at his clothes. I bet he came from another kingdom and know nothing about Elan. On his way out, he heard several people muttering about him as he exited the building and made his way towards the tavern he saw earlier. Shit, human, that was a dumb move. If you get killed, they'll get me too and how can you heal me if you're dead? Relax. I'm not the one who dies, sweetheart. I'm the one who kills. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 50 badass points. You better not die, human. I don't want to get caught by lowly humans and sold to Naga Land. We think about that later. Now I want to eat and get a good sleep listening to the rain and thunder. Lucky Cat Tavern. From the outside, the tavern looks snug, intimate, and warm. Large and small stones and marble stones made up most of the building's outer structure. It was impossible to see through the stained glass windows, but despite the sound of thunderclaps and rain hitting the roofs, the warm noises from within could be felt outside. As he entered the tavern through the hard wooden door, he was welcomed by laughing voices and the smile of a waitress. The bartender was working hard but still managed to welcome him with a smile. It was as charming inside as it was on the outside. Several walls supported the upper floor and the rows of small candles attached to them. The walls were littered with so many different memorabilia, he was not sure if they tried going for a specific style at one time or just put up anything they liked. The tavern itself was packed, adventurers seemed to be the primary clientele here, which would often lead to exciting evenings. Several long tables were occupied by, what must be separate groups who have bonded over great food and conversation. The other, smaller tables were also occupied by people who clearly enjoy each other's company, though they seem to be strangers who have met here. Even most of the stools at the bar are occupied, Though nobody seemed to mind more company. Making his way through the crowd, he managed to find a seat and waved at the waitress as she came running to him with a wide grin on her face. Welcome to Lucky Cats, young master, what can I get you? He was surprised by the beauty of this girl because if she was in his world, she could have been a dazzling actress. She had the perfect figure and golden blonde hair to complement her rosy cheek and fairness. But she seemed like the person who gets harassed by these adventures and strangers, so he didn't say anything about her beauty and hit on her. What's on the menu? Pan-fried lemon yak, smoked beets, and lemon mammoth. Tenderized rice and fish and finally today's special poached creamy mutton. He had never heard of these dishes and couldn't wait to try, especially the special. Give me a special. That'd be ten silver. What do you want to drink? Young master, we have ale and freshly brewed beer. Just hot water, put some lemon and mint leaves if you have any. The waitress seemed surprised but she nodded and ran back to the kitchen to bring his order. Do you want anything? He asked Gaia slightly brushing his wrist Humph, how could I eat in a place like this? I have standards, human, unlike some. Even with crippled cultivation, you still act bitchy, they should have broken your mouth instead of the meridians. Hiss. She hissed at him, but that only made him grin. And after a few moments, the waitress brought him his order as he gave her 15 silver coins. Keep it and do you have rooms to stay the night? Her face brightened in delight seeing the tips. Of course, young master. We have a few rooms available and if you want, I can put you in our cleanest room. And how much would that be? Five silver coins a night, young master. He took out another five coins and handed over to her. I'll bring you the key and show you the room when you finish your meal, young master. Great. The waitress smiled again and went to take other orders while he started to stuff the juicy meat into his mouth. This is delicious. Eventually, he finished his meal as the waitress showed him his room. The room was nothing like the fancy rooms he used to stay in his world but they more resembled the rooms of the shady motels. It had a single bed, a small table, a chair, an old mirror, and a candle holder with a half-burned candle. System, do you have a clean bed sheet and a pillow? I don't want to sleep in that thing. He wondered if this was the cleanest room, how the other rooms would look like. The bed sheet looked ancient and the various stains on it were enough to make him spend his precious badass points. Five badass points? Yeah, I'll buy it. When he exited the system, he had a new thick silk bedsheet and a new fluffy cotton pillow in his hand. After throwing away the old bedsheet and putting his new one as well as removing his boots, he jumped onto the bed. System, show me the items in the storage. The system's interface appeared as a couple of items were floating before him. What's this? He zoomed the first item in the line which was a delicately made black arm bracer. Name, Mark III grappling hook. Durability, lifetime. Class, rare. He reached out his arm and put his arm into the holographic image of the bracer. System, equip this. The black bracer adjusted its size to fit his arm while the system sent information about how to use the bracer to his mind and in a mere moment, he became familiar with the grappling hook. I can't wait to try this bad boy tomorrow. He pulled his sleeve down and looked around his arm with a grin. After the grappling hook, there were two legendary class long-range teleportation scrolls in the storage but even though they were legendary class items, what excited him most was the XP pill. The system showed him that he received the pill as a reward for recruiting his first subordinate. System, use it, use it. He rubbed his hand and prepared to level up as the ding sound appeared. Host Michael used the second level experience pill and received 113,000 experience points. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is foundation stage level 3. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is foundation stage level 4. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is foundation stage level 5. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is foundation stage level 6. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is foundation stage level 7. Not bad, not bad at all, I reached this level in just a day, if I continue like this, I'll be like the op anime MCS. The system suggests the host go out and explore the world then expect the system to give freebies. Damn you system, I said I'll do that. Just let me have my moment. He cursed the system and opened the shop menu to buy some skills. There were three skills that he could buy at the moment with his 1100 badass points and he listed them in front of his eyes. Name, Surrounding Scanner. Function, Scan the host's surrounding for the presence of life. Area of Effect, Small. Current Level, Level 1. Next Level, Scan will identify potential threats, the area of effect will be increased. Price, 300 badass points. Name, Teleporter. Function, teleport the host to a different place instantly. Distance, small. Current level, level 1. Next level, the distance will be increased. Price, 700 badass points. Name, x-ray vision. Function, enable the host to activate x-ray vision. Range, small. Current level, level 1. Next level, the range and the effect will be increased. Price, 1000 badass points. I don't need the x-ray vision, at least not yet. But both the teleporter and the scanner could come in handy, I shouldn't buy both in case I need points to buy other stuff. He kept looking at the teleporter and the scanner without being able to choose one, and after thinking about his quest, he decided to buy the scanner. System, I'll take the scanner. Ding, the host has successfully acquired the level 1 surrounding scanner. He experienced mild pain in his head, and then, he could sense the presence of lives around him for a small radius of distance he was able to pinpoint the exact locations of people in the inn and track their movements with his mind, and although he couldn't explain the feeling, it felt like a seventh sense. Cool, now I don't have to worry about surprise attacks. System, show me my stats. Host, Michael. Cultivation level, foundation stage, level 7. Experience points, 0 slash 25,000. Badass points, 800. Current skills, none. Passive abilities, environment scanning. Occupation, adventurer, status, healthy, goals, none, subordinates, gaia, loyalty level 2%, notable skills, above average in marksmanship, proficient in close combat, 800 points remaining huh, system show me the magic spells you have, I must buy something before going for the next quest, spell name, feline Ergio. effect, envelope the caster's weapon with a fiery energy, upgradable, no, cost, 200 badass points. Cool, but I need to buy a spell. Offensive spells will be better. He waved his hand and looked at the next spell. Spell name, Araris. Effect, creates a barrier of frosty energy. Upgradable, no. Cost, 200 badass points. Not upgradable, Not. Nah. Spell name, Incentenis. Effect, summons a magical guardian spirit. Upgradable, no. Cost, 400 badass points. 400 for a non-upgradable spell, not a chance. Spell name, Sylneos. Effect, create several bolts of frosty energy. Upgradable, yes. Cost, 250, badass points. Frosty energy huh. Rubbing his chin, he moved to the next spell and the next one immediately put a wide excited grin on his face. Spell name, Ignitia. Effect, create several bolts of lightning. Upgradable, yes. Cost, 300, badass points. System. Why didn't you show me this first? The system knew the host would favor this spell but the system wanted to make the host take a look at the other spells too before the host make a decision. The last spell, the lightning bolts would come from my hand, right? I don't want a spell that sends out bolts of lightning from my butt, I can't even imagine that. Yes, from hand, host. He noticed the system sounds different like it was annoyed by his question. All right, all right, take my points and give me that spell. Ding. Ding the host has successfully acquired the level 1 Ignitia. Again like before, a mild pain appeared in the head as the system imprinted the spell's workings in his brain. Learning the spell, he conjured the arch energy and created a few tiny bolts of lightning with his finger as his eyes sparkled in excitement and joy. Cool. He could tell that the more arch energy he uses, the more powerful the bolt would be. Let's take a look at the adventurer card. He retrieved the golden card from his pocket as a holographic image appeared from the card and showed him which seemed to be the map of this kingdom. On the map, a small area was marked by a red circle and, this might be the location of the quest, I should rest a few hours and go there in the night. As he said, he closed the system and laid on the bed to get a good sleep before going after the bandits and the mercenaries. It's a shame to stain this bedsheet with his blood, but where did he get these? Gaia transformed from a tiny white snake into her human form and menacingly staring at Michael who was peacefully sleeping. Do you want this princess to be your assistant? I'll assist you by ending your pathetic human life. She slowly took the candle holder and licked the metal to coat it with her poison. Huh. Suddenly she noticed a slight smile on his face and stopped moving. He must be having some happy dreams, how cute. With an evil grin on her face, she sneaked towards him holding the candle holder in her hand. If I can take that miraculous pill, I can ask Seema to recreate the pill and then I will kill that bitch myself. She said to herself and raised the candle holder to stab him in the heart but when she tried to stab him, her hands froze in the air as her body refused to move. What the fk? And then her whole body was thrown into the wall and created a big thumping sound when she hit the wall. Hey, we are trying to sleep here. Someone from the next room shouted as Gaia was clenching her gut and rolled on the ground in excruciating pain. The pain was like her organs were pierced by millions of needles and the worst part was she couldn't open her mouth to scream. Well 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 well, look at this. Gaia heard Michael's voice and slowly looked up to see him grinning like the devil himself. Didn't I say that I'm not the one who dies? He could tell that she was in extreme pain but he didn't stop the system as he wanted her to experience the pain so she wouldn't try anything stupid like this again. The moment she left his body and thought about harming him, the system alerted him in his sleep but paused the system for a moment and let her think she could kill him. Is this how you repay me? It seems like I have to kill you. Gaia saw the black knife appear in his hand as she tried to crawl away from him. I hope you have a good poison core, I wasted my precious pill on you after all. Looking at his evil grin and the killing intent in his eyes made her shiver. No. Don't. The words barely escaped her mouth while he came to her and crouched before. Why shouldn't I kill you? You did try to kill me. He said as moving his knife's end on her face. Please. Make. It. Stop. Beg. You. Little by little, she was losing her consciousness. Hmm. What if you try to kill me again? I. Promise. I. Won't. I think I can give you a second chance but if I find you do something stupid like this again, I make you feel a thousand times worse than what you feel right now, got it. She slowly nodded and in a flash, the pain completely disappeared but the terror she felt didn't. How much farther? At the moment, Michael was walking through the mud road towards his quest. Two miles. Her usual arrogant witty self was nowhere to be found as she was very silent during his journey. Someone's having a bad day, come on, princess, say something, leave me be human. Normally she would sound arrogant but now she sounded terrified. He thought he would like her to be silent but after traveling in silence for a long time, he missed the witty and arrogant princess. However, he knew what would cheer her up. All right, you’re loss, I thought I should give you another pill or two. Really? Only if you stop acting like a crybaby. I can do that, human. Now give this princess the pills. Damn! He didn’t expect she would change her mind so soon but it made him smile. Let’s finish the job on hand shall we after that i'll give you two pills deal deal let's go and kill some maggots that's my girl no i'm not he laughed and rushed towards his goal before the drizzle could extinguish the torch in his arm eventually michael came before a crossroads and saw the red mark on the map was not far away from here on the horizon he noticed a small village and near to the crossroad, the forest and thick trees made this area a perfect ambush place for the bandits who could target the traveling merchants and the villagers on their way back to their village from the river town. We should have come in the day, human, now the bandits will be in their camp. Exactly, now they will be at their camps drinking or sleeping which makes them vulnerable. Even if you kill a few of them silently, you won't be able to kill all of them like that. I have a plan, Gaia. Being said, he ventured into the forest where the bandits most likely set a camp and after a few minutes walking into the forest, he sensed a group of 15 people 50 meters away from him. I need a vantage point, let's see what this bad boy can do. He aimed his grappling hook at the branch above him and like Batman, he took off from the ground and landed on the branch. Whoa, how did you? What is this thing? Where did you get it? Cool huh? It's called Mark III grappling hook. Stick with me I show you more cool stuff. What's Mark III? Who named it? I bet it might be those wretched dwarves, whatever give me that later, this princess want to try it? Why? Are you going to kill me with that? He said and moved to another branch using the hook. Damn you, human, I promised I won't, besides didn't you hurt me enough without thinking I'm a girl? Oh don't pull that card on me princess, I'm a strong believer of equality. Just Gaia was about to reply, she saw a campfire and a group of men around it. This must be their camp? Gaia said as Michael sensed two bandits were roaming away from the main camp alone. Even though there are no level 10 shits like Ditra, each of these bandits are level 7 or 8 and counting their numbers, it won't be easy to kill them as you did with those snakes, if they find you, they can kill both of us with a single spell. They won't have time to cast any spells. It was so much easier for him to move from branch to branch using the hook than jumping. And in a few moments, he reached his first target who was peeing without any worries. Gross, why did you make me see that? I am a free bird, whistle, free bird. Just as he was singing, Michael landed behind him and stopped his horrible song by slitting his throat, ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 6 cultivator. The reward is 4500 experience points as well American Samoa 200 badass points. He didn't leave his body on the ground but took it with him and put it on the branch before moving to his next target, pathetic, didn't even put a defense spell on himself. Gaia had no idea that even if he did have a spell on him, it wouldn't have made any difference since his knife could ignore the defense of anyone who's under the body strengthening stage, level 6. The next bandit was returning to his camp when Michael appeared before him and slit his throat like he did to the bandit a few minutes ago. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 6 cultivator. The reward is 4500 experience points as well American Samoa 200 badass points. So far so good. 13 more to go. How the fuck did you break through to level 7 in a single day? Did you take restoration pills? Wait till you see me have another breakthrough. He grinned and swung to a branch that was closer to the main camp. How are you going to kill them with your level of cultivation? Gaia noticed that every single bandit was drinking and singing without sleeping. She couldn't guess how he's going to kill 13 body refining stage cultivators without the element of surprise or hunting them one by one like he always does. But when she was wondering about this, she saw a small cylinder-like thing appear in his hand. What's this? We call this, the flashbang. As he said, he removed the pin and threw it at the center of the camp, and closed his eyes and ears. Boom. Just like he thought, the flashbang affected the area of the camp and threw the bandits off their balance as well as caused the much-needed chaos. Yet, he didn't jump down right away but threw the smoke bomb he bought from the shop. Fortunately, this world seemed to have a variant of a smoke bomb and the flashbang so the price was way cheaper than the guns. Ah. The bandits shouted as Michael plunged his knife into the throat of his third bandit. Because of his sensing skill, he didn't get affected by the smoke as he picked the bandits one by one with inhuman speed. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, Level 6 Cultivator. The reward is 4500 experience points as well American Samoa 200 badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, Level 7 Cultivator. The reward is 5,000 experience points as well American Samoa 200 badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 9 cultivator. The reward is 6,500 experience points as well American Samoa 200 badass points. Each time, he swung his knife, a ding sound appeared in his mind and he was rewarded by the system. Just when the smoke cleared... The last voice in the camp was stopped by him and Gaia was dumbfounded looking at the bandits lying on the ground with their throats slit and a stab wound on their chests. In a few moments, he was able to do this. He had killed thirteen experienced bandits in a few mere moments and they were all level body refining stage cultivators. How? How was this possible? This human was clearly a mere level seven of the foundation stage. When she saw his reflection in the puddle of rainwater, a cold chill ran through her spine as he was bathed in water and resembled the ancient devils that she used to read about in the books. But what made her heart skip a beat was that he leveled up, again. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is foundation stage level 8. Congratulations to host Michael for leveling up. The current stage is foundation stage level 9. Is he using some ancient evil cultivation technique? Why didn't you assholes have one more bandit? He kicked the dead body of a bandit in frustration because he could have reached level 10 if he had killed one more. He's dead, human. Instead of kicking him, take their badges as the proof of kill. Hearing Gaia's voice in his mind, he sighed and started to rip their badges. It was surprising to him that they all wore eagle-embodied badges on their chests. What kind of bandits wear badges? Be glad they wore badges, human, else you would have had to cut off their ears as the proof. Shit. After collecting the badges, he was able to gather another 600 silver coins from their cash and left the area without skulking around. I should take a bath. He was reeking the smell of blood, and his black robes were now almost turned red. Gaia, is there any waterfall nearby? If you walk towards the east for three hours, there's a beautiful waterfall I used to travel with my maids. He he he, he giggled while turning and walking towards the east. Did I say something funny, human? No, I just thought you were going to say friends. Why is that? Do you think I don't have friends? I don't think, I know you don't have friends. Yes I have, I have many friends. Quickly name three. He was waiting for her to speak again but he only heard a hum sound from her. Thought so. Well, this princess doesn't need any friends. She rebuked and said but he could sense a slight sadness in her voice which was a big surprise to him considering her arrogant prideful self. After following Gaia's instruction for a few hours, the golden rays of sunlight appeared on the horizon. The sun rose like a flower opening, gifting its petals unto the world. Amid the dancing, raindrops were the blush of scarlet, the warmth of tangerine. Gazing toward the illuminated clouds, still beneath the ethereal glow, Michael felt at home in a way he never had before. In the distance, amid the green of the forested hills was a reflective white strip that could only the waterfall Gaia had mentioned. The waterfall had been like a silent white stream cascading over the rocky outcrops. As he had drawn closer, the noise had increased steadily until he was only a few hundred meters away. He could no longer hear anything but the deafening roar of the water. He moved until he was in the plume of water vapor that hung over the plunge pool and in only minutes, he was as wet as he would have been in any rainstorm. The hair clung to his head and around his face, but no matter how wet they became, it could not dampen his spirit and delight as he stood in awe. It's beautiful. Without wasting any time he dived into the water and began to enjoy this nature's gift after a long night of walking and killing. While he was swimming happily, he saw Gaia transforming into her human self swimming towards the bank to get out of the water. And when she completely emerged out of the water, his mouth and eyes widened in surprise. He had only seen her in dark lighting and never saw her so clearly until now. Her tall frame and slender body were like a Victoria's Secret model. Her blue eyes, like the sea, were calm and emotionless. Although her hair was wet, he could see the beauty of her long, wavy raven black hair, so smooth and silky, almost as if it was tailored from some high-end black fabric. Even though he had seen countless models and actresses in his previous life who were devastatingly beautiful, compared with the woman right in front of him, those models and actresses appeared to be less attractive and were no match for this woman's imposing beauty and grace. And when she shook the water from her hair and put it back, his heart skipped a beat as the facial features of this woman were like that of a beautiful painting. The rays of golden light glowed on the fair and smooth cheeks and her face had a tinge of a matured and composed femininity. She also had a poised and dignified grace and arrogance to her which only someone of a high position with influence and power would have. Why are you looking at me like that, human? He was glad that his lower body was under the water as he swallowed a mouthful of saliva. Warning, the host is acting like a beta male. FKU system, look at that girl, any man would drool if they saw a girl like her. Stop staring and give me those pills. She shouted and waved her hands as her wet white dress transformed into golden ones. She seemed to be purposefully flaunting her beauty by slowly correcting her dress and tying her hair into a ponytail. However, he understood that if she knew that he was thinking of her as hot and beautiful, she would be more arrogant and prideful, so he decided to tease her. You shouldn't have left this water, it might have done something good to your face. What did you say? Her flash of anger appeared on her face as puffs of smoke could be seen coming out of her nostrils. Are you deaf, girl? I said this water might have done something good to your face. You. The moment he repeated his words, her face reddened in anger as she started searching for a stone or a pebble to throw at him in anger while Michael prevented the system from doing anything rash to her for such a minor matter as this one. What are you searching for? Mud. To do a mud facial. I'm going to kill you bastard. Then you're on the right track, by showing your ugly face to me. He loved making her angry and continued to fan her anger as now she was on the verge of jumping into the water and biting him. Hearing him calling her ugly. She was so outraged that it wouldn't be surprising if smoke billowed from her nostrils and mouth. And finally, she grabbed a fist-sized pebble from the ground and threw it at him. I will stone you to death, you jerk. He laughed seeing her running around and collecting stones to throw at him like a child. While these two were playing on the surface of the water, a girl who looked graceful and beautiful was seated on the bottom of the water. Her surroundings were evidently sealed off and she was in a state of cultivation. The air around her naked body was filled with an air of power and emits a bone-chilling aura. As if detecting a sudden movement, the girl abruptly opened her eyes. Who dares to come into this territory and disturb my cultivation? The girl's brows furrowed as she dashed forward like a torpedo. While on the shore, Michael had bought two healing pills and gave it to Gaia as she swallowed the pills with an excited smile like a child-eating candy. All right, come to your usual place. He reached out his arm towards Gaia. I'm too lazy to walk anyway. She quickly transformed herself into a small ball of light and merged into his arm as the black tattoo appeared again and just when he was about to turn and leave, he sensed someone moving towards him at high speed. Imminent danger. The system's warning message rang loud in his mind as he jumped out of its path. Boom. The tree behind exploded into pieces and the afterblast flung him away. What the fk just happened? Gaia shouted as he slowly pulled himself from the ground and saw a girl staring at him with a sword in her hand. It was a fifteen to sixteen-year-old young girl. She had arched eyebrows and a delicate oval face. Although she couldn't be compared to Gaia, she was indeed beautiful. In this world according to Abras's study, female cultivators were very beautiful because they cultivated purer bodies. However, at the moment, that young girl's eyes didn't make her look very friendly or amicable as they were filled with flames of anger. Seeing her cultivation level, he realized why the system warned him, she was a body-strengthening stage level 4 cultivator, and looking at the powerful aura she was radiating, he knew that he had no chance of defeating her, at least not at the moment. Who is this bitch? where did she come from? Oh shit. Gaia's tone indicated she has recognized this person. Get the fuck out of here, human. This is bad. Was that a mistake? He glanced at the destroyed tree beside him and asked the girl. Her expression hadn't changed though and she still looked furious. Who didn't know this was her sacred cultivation place after all. Everyone in this kingdom knew that Rivertown Green Valley Waterfall was hers but this pervert had willingly come intending to peek at her training and cultivating and even though she was powerful and he had no chance of beating her now, he didn't fear her. How could he? Back on the earth, the whole underworld shiver hearing his name. They even created a saying, if ghost knows your name, it's already too late. Yes, it was a mistake, it was a mistake not to kill you in the first shot. I don't know who you are but I think you got the wrong person. That bitch won't listen to you human, get out of here. Gaia urged him as he looked at the girl. Next time, know your target before attacking. He can't afford to lose face as he had a system called a badass system for God's sake. And where do you think you're going? He heard the girl's voice coming from behind as he was leaving. The girl said that with a cold and detached voice. Michael turned around and saw her sword vibrating in her hands. Where do you think? Said Michael, looking at her angrily. He didn't know her or has any idea why she's acting like a bitch. It seemed like a misunderstanding and nothing more. Also, he even started to leave the place after she tried to attack him. She didn't reply as she adopted a battle-ready position. She raised her sword and fired the sword which made a whistling sound. The golden sword broke the air and thrust towards Michael. System, give me a defense spell. Michael quickly fired up the system and ordered it to purchase it for him rather than him meddling through the shop because the sword was just an inch away from him. The system would only momentarily slow down the time and it couldn't stop the time entirely, so if he took too much time browsing through the system, the sword could penetrate his head and kill him because while he was using the system, He wouldn't be able to move. Does the host wish to buy upgradable or non-upgradable spell? Are you trying to kill me? Just buy an upgradable one. He shouted at the system. Ding! The host has successfully acquired responsive energy shield for thousand badass points. His heart bled looking at the number of points he had to use because of this girl's temper tantrum and became extremely furious. Considering the power gap between the host and the enemy is too big, the system recommends the host to buy the lightning dash skill for thousand badass points. I don't know what is going to kill me first, her or the outrageous price of yours. Does the host wish to buy the lightning dash? Yes, buy it quickly. Ding, the host has successfully acquired lightning dash for thousand badass points. He felt the mild pain in his brain as the system etched the working into his mind. At the moment, the sword was less than an inch away from his forehead, but suddenly the responsive shield activated and formed a mild blue color energy sphere around him. He closed the systems and just when he did that, the sword and his energy shield collided. The backlash pushed him back a few meters away before he steadied himself. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Gaia was shouting in his mind in anger looking at the girl. Do you want to kill me? His voice was filled with rage because if it had been his previous life, he would have been dead already? Yes, so what? The girl said as the sword flew right back into her hand. She didn't know what spell he used to escape her previous track but it sure did annoy and fume her anger more. And this time when she closed her eyes, an illusory golden sword suddenly appeared above her. This huge holographic sword made a sensation of cold spread throughout his body. The holographic sword was like a guided missile which meant it could detect if someone was alive and automatically aim at breathing people. Shit. She's using a morning star spell. Gaia cursed because she knew that it was one of the spells that commonly used by the inner and core disciples of the morning star sect, CEM. The sword emitted a noise while it moved towards him, getting closer and closer. The energy shield appeared again on which the golden arrow crashed, what looked like an explosion, however this time, the shield could only slow down the arrow but it was unable to stop it. The noise that came out of the explosion was scary and made Michael's heart skip a beat because it sounded like a nuclear bomb went off near him. The arrow was coming straight towards Michael's forehead. Do something, human. Selena Marshall, that was her name and she stood out from her Star sex fellow disciples and was considered to be one of the best, to be an exceptional disciple. She had reached the body strengthening stage at the age of 15 and reached level 4 three years after that. With her exceptional talent, cultivation level, and powerful spell, Michael's shield was obviously not enough to stop her arrow. He was flung into the tree due to the clash between his shield and the sword. As Selenia could control the arrow using her arch energy made the sword look alive, she made it turn around and continued her efforts to kill him. Lightning dash he quickly activated the skill he had just learned and suddenly, His body transformed into a bolt of lightning and dashed away from the girl. You will pay for this, bitch. His distant voice stupefied Selena and she looked around the place only to see her arrow was lying on the ground damaged. He had already disappeared from the place at an amazing speed. The spell he used, ancient spell, whispered Selena. What the fk did you do to that bitch? Why was she attacking us? He was still moving like a lightning bolt when he heard Gaia. I don't know, I think she was cultivating in there and assumed me as an intruder or something. You think? Obviously, she thought of you as a pervert who trespassed into her territory. Trespassed? Was that waterfall belongs to her? And if so, why didn't you tell me? He was already annoyed by what just happened. Of course, it doesn't belong to that bitch, but that's how this world work, human. The strong can take any place they like and claim it as their own. If I was at my peak, I would have ripped her into pieces and fed to the fishes in that water. She hissed at anger and frustration as he could see the outer walls of the river town. After running a long distance in a short amount of time, his muscles ached as he started to breathe rapidly. By the way, do you know her? He leaned on a tree and decided to take a moment to regain his energy. Why would I? She must be one of the Star sect's elite disciples, after seeing what that bitch can do, I advise you to stay the fk away from her. No can do, we going back into the town, take as many as quests that involve killing, find her and kick her ass. Hearing him, she jumped out of his body taking her human form, and looked furious. Are you mad? I know you're using some kind of evil techniques to level up but know this, there are no shortcuts in cultivation, if you continue to use your evil techniques, you will end up dead or worse. She seemed like an angry wife who scolds her husband on a daily basis with hands on her hip and a flushed face. What are you talking about? I'm not using any evil techniques, I'm just awesome. He couldn't help but grin and say. FKU, human, I'm serious. She couldn't afford to lose him especially after she sensed her broken meridians getting repaired by the pills that he gave. Me too. You don't have to worry about anything, I'm not using any evil techniques, all right. If you must know the truth, I'm a prodigy, I have a special body type called war god body. He didn't want her to get suspicious about how he's able to level up so fast and he came up with the special body type because of his experience in reading many cultivation novels on earth. War god body. She tilted her head and started to recollect all her knowledge about special body types and even though she didn't have any idea about the body type of war god, she did learn that there are many mysterious body types that exist in this world that no one knew about, and besides, how could he break through so quickly without using any pills or potions? I let you in on a secret, don't tell anyone, okay? Looking at his earnest expression, she grinned. Alright, since you're being truthful to this princess as well as helping me, I can keep your secret. He knew she was thinking he started to trust her and maybe use the secret to get more pills except everything he had just told her was nothing but lies. Come on, come to daddy. He raised his hands like he was asking for a hug and winked at her as she rolled her eyes. Gross, human, I hope she kicks your ass again just for that mouth of yours. She disappeared and appeared again as a tattoo on his arm. Be careful in the town, human, you already pissed off one major bitch and might have pissed off another group by taking their quest, from now on, Stay the fk away from the morning star Sect disciples until you at least reach the body refining stage level 6 or 7. Jeez, do you hear yourself? Fk this fk that, you're a princess for God's sake, try to act like one. Sorry big brother, I'll be more refined and laid alike from now on, I know I've not been always polite and respectful towards a senior like you, please forgive me. She sounded so feminine and soft in his mind unlike before but he frowned. Are you going to forgive me, big brother? He knew she was acting but it was a pleasant feeling in his mind to hear this sweet gentle voice. Yes. Well take your forgiveness and shove it far up your ass and take it out from your fking mouth and shove it up to your ass again and repeat this until you fking die. Now she's back. The guards in front of the gate recognized him and let him in without asking any question but they had a surprised look on their faces. Looking at their faces, he walked towards them with a smile and retrieved ten silver coins from his pocket. You guys are working hard, here take this and have a good day. He grabbed the guard's hand and placed the coins in his hand as the guard was dumbstruck. Don't spend it in one place. Thank, thank you, young master. The guard stuttered and his eyes sparkled with respect and joy. See you guys later. Michael waved at the guards as the other guard quickly opened the gate for him. Why did you give our coins to those idiots? Gaia sounded irritated as he couldn't help but chuckle. Since when did it become our coins? He emphasized the word R as she answered. Don't be an ungrateful bastard, human. We're in this together aren't we? You change your colors faster than a freaking chameleon, girl. Unlike yesterday, many shops including smithies and bakeries were open and more people were walking on the streets. I did that because it's always better to have contacts in various places, having valuable contacts is as much as important as having money. You bribed them, I like it. Gaia approved with a small giggle since she too bribed many people in Nagaland to get what she wanted but the royal family of Nagaland opposed her methods calling it immoral. Consider it as a small gift. Tell that to the dumb f-curs in the Naga land. While talking with Gaia, he reached the guild building as the groups of adventurers kept staring at him. What are you looking at? You maggot. You said it yourself. They can't hear you. Just ignore them. Please save my mom, I'll pay you. Please adventurers. And just when he opened the front door, he saw a little girl crying in the middle of the hall. The little girl's face was pale as her clothes were torn and dirty. Leave this place peasant. You can't afford our services. What if they destroyed your village? You ants should have paid them. A youth wearing fancy armor was shouting at the girl while the other adventurers looked at the scene like they were watching a cinema with popcorn. Please, I can pay you. The little girl showed the youth a small silver pendant as everyone who saw the pendant started to laugh at her. But soon the youth's face turned serious. I don't want to get my hands dirty by throwing you out, so go. The little girl was shivering in fear feeling the powerful aura he was radiating but she shook her head. No, you have to help me. Mum said you all are heroes who help us. Lightning dash. Just when the youth lifted his leg to kick the little girl, Michael dashed forward like a lightning bolt and grabbed his leg. The girl squealed seeing him suddenly appear before him. Get out of my face before I kill you. How heartless could they be? She was only a six or seven years girl begging for their help but these people were laughing at her misery. Even if they didn't like to help, the least they could do was not making things worse. Michael pushed the youth as he stumbled back and fell on the table behind him. Looking at the little girl, He slowly wiped out the tears on her face and let out a gentle smile. I'll help you, show me the way. He didn't take the pendant but put the pendant back on her chest. How dare. Z z z z z h h h h. When the youth stood up with a clenched jaw, Michael pointed his hand at the youth and shot bolts of lightning at the youth. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 6 cultivator. The reward is 4500 experience points as well American Samoa 300 badass points. The scene dumbfounded the adventurers and the guild staff as their faces were full of shock. Just one move was able to do this. They saw a huge burned hole in his chest and there was still smoke coming out of his dead body. He had dispatched a body refining stage, level 6 cultivator in a single move and he was only a foundation stage level 9 cultivator. How? How was this possible? Michael already closed the little girl's eyes with his one hand and looked at the others to see if anyone dared to step forward to avenge the youth. The remaining members of the youth's group were shocked as well as their mouths opened wide in fear. The way they looked at him took a tremendous change. Their arrogant facial expressions gave way to that of fear as though they were looking at a strange beast. The girl who he met before was shaken as well. She gawked at Michael, his eyes were opened extremely wide. Let's go, little girl. He took the girl's hand and walked out of the guild as little cracks of lightning still danced around his fingers. Where's your village, little girl? He lifted the girl up and asked as the girl pointed her fingers at the east. It's far east from here, adventurer, me lord, there's a tall watchtower in our village. Hold me tight. He held the little girl tight against his chest and dashed towards the east turning his body into a bolt of lightning. After a minute or two of running, he noticed black smoke on the horizon as well as a burning tower that seemed like the watchtower the girl mentioned. His face became serious when he got closer and when he stopped running, what welcomed him was a burning village and burned corpses. No. The little girl screamed and tried her hard to jump out of his hands. The entire village burned in a sea of red, yellow, and orange. Michael watched as the flames ripped their way through the buildings before him, tendrils of smoke were reaching desperately into the sky as if trying to escape the blazing inferno below. What happened here? Gaia's voice was grave and serious as he rushed towards the village to find any survivors while the girl kept screaming for her mother. Once a charming peaceful village now turned into nothing but ashes and debris. The smell of burning corpses even overwhelmed his nose as he held the little girl's head against his chest without letting her see all of the score. Some of the bodies had deep cuts while the others looked like they exploded as he kept walking in the hope of finding a survivor. Someone's alive. Suddenly he sensed a life sign near him in a burning house. Gaia, come out. He ordered Gaia as she emerged out of his body and closed his nose and mouth due to the stench. Hold her. He quickly gave the little girl to Gaia and dashed into the burning house. Hey. She shouted but he already went inside the burning home. Our home, mom. Dada. The girl tried to wiggle out of Gaia's hold but she didn't let the girl this is your home, tiny human. Inside the house, the responsive shield had already activated and shielded him from the flames but he could feel the scorching heat. Cough, cough. The smoke started to fill his lungs when he reached a small room where he sensed the survivor. Except through the smoke and debris, he couldn't find someone. But when he stepped forward to remove the wreckage, a creaking sound appeared from the ground. He didn't waste any time and quickly cleaned the dust and ashes from the ground using his bare hand and found a handle. Shit. When he opened the underground door he found a woman holding a two- or three-month baby in her hand. She had lost consciousness and barely had a heartbeat and the baby was silent and lied in her hands without moving. He immediately lifted the woman and the baby from the hole and activated the lightning dash. In Gaia's hands, the girl never stopped her screaming and crying while Gaia gawked around to see if the cuprites were still around. Human. Suddenly she saw Michael rushing out of the home with another human and even tinier human in his hand. Mum. Cough. Get out of here. He held the woman in one hand and grabbed Gaia in the other. Lightning dash. Mum wake up. Rumi wake up. Uh The girl was shaking their bodies and crying. System, give me the healing potion. He quickly ordered the system after doing CPR on both the woman and the baby but he couldn't restart their stopped hearts. Just after he ordered the system, a small vial of blue liquid appeared in his hand. Move. He pushed the little girl and opened the baby's tiny mouth. Human, what are you doing? As far as Gaia was concerned their hearts stopped beating and they were long dead. But at first, he was pumping their chests and now he was pouring some liquid into the baby's mouth, she couldn't guess why he was doing this. However, her eyes went wide when she saw the color returning to the baby's body as the tiny human moved its legs. He was in no mood to rejoice. He needed to save this little girl's mother or they would turn into orphans like him. Without thinking about the preciousness of the healing potion, he poured every last drop of it into the woman's mouth and waited for her to wake up, cough. After a few seconds, the woman suddenly opened her eyes and coughed a lot of blood. Mum, Cindy. The girl jumped right into her mother's arms as the woman showered the little girl with kisses. But why ah? The baby also began to cry and announced its presence to the mother. Rumi. Gaia and Michael stood silent on the sidelines waiting for the three of them to finish crying. Ding. Congratulations to the host for saving the people in need. The reward is 300 badass points and the wind blast skill. The system's voice appeared in his mind, but before he could check out the wind blast skill, the woman shouted. The children. Suddenly, the woman's eyes widened as she cried out loud. Young Master Rian, the children. She was pointing in the opposite direction of the village, to be exact, the riversider. What? There are survivors. Yes, young master, please save them. Hey, system, do I get rewards for saving people too? It depends on the people or person who need help, host. What do you mean by that? it means the system won't reward you if you get manipulated to help or the person who asks help was using the host in such situation if the host does help that person the system will not reward the host but take away some points as a penalty Roger that system he was not planning to help everyone in this world like some kind of samaritan but when he saw that little girl crying for help he couldn't stand there and do nothing it was a basic act of humanity and although he was not entirely a good person he was not that cruel not to do anything when a little girl like her asking to save her mother the cabin, please, young master. The woman stuttered and kept pointing in the same direction as before. Stay with them, he said and dashed towards the river leaving Gaia with the mother and daughters. Does he think I'm his servant? She was a princess and she was supposed to order this human around yet, she had to put up with him so she could get the pills from him to repair her meridians. After reaching the river and running on the shore for a few minutes, he finally picked up a trail, and looking at the amount of blood, he hoped it didn't belong to the kids. The blood trail led him into the woods, and at last, after following the trail for some time, he saw a wooden cabin surrounded in the distance. As he got closer, he sighed in relief, sensing the life signs inside the cabin. Knock knock, he knocked on the door because after hearing the murmuring voices of little children, the demons, they came for us. SHHHHH. What do we do? Huuhuuhuuh. The children were sobbing and held each other tightly in fear. Kids, don't be afraid, I'm here to save you. Open the door, Harrian. Hey, are you inside? He couldn't open the door and realized that the door was manned from the inside. Brother Rian, wake up, wake up. Michael knew he must have died inside. He felt he could easily destroy the wooden door using his new skill, wind blast but there was a chance that the debris could hurt the kids inside. Thinking of an alternative way to enter the cabin, he looked up and fired his grappling hook to the branch near the cabin roof, thud. The children inside shivered hearing the thud sound on the roof and some grown-up kids picked up some stones and sticks lying on the ground to protect their brothers and sisters. Hey kids, I'm coming in. He announced his presence as he entered the cabin by breaking through the roof. The moment he landed on the cabin, he was welcomed by stones to the face but the shield protected him from these brave kids. If it was on the normal days, he would have laughed off at the kids or pinched their cheeks as punishment but now he couldn't help but feel sadder for them because from now on, the world would call them orphans. He knew that pain of being called an orphan, he would have had a different life if he had parents like many kids. Even the body transmigrated into was just like him. Looking at the little kids, he noticed many kids wetting themselves in fear. Don't be afraid, Cindy's mother sent me. Hearing the name Cindy, a relieved expression appeared on their little faces. She's alive. One of the boys who was holding a long stick as a weapon asked him. Yes, Rumi, the baby too, now go and wait outside, I'll bring you to them. The kids still looked unconvinced. If I wanted to hurt you, I would have done by now. The kids looked at each other and finally under the leadership of the boy, the kids walked out of the cabin. Is he going to be all right? Michael heard the voice of a little girl from behind when he walked towards Rian, who was lying on the floor holding his wound on his gut. Rian was surely a teenager who barely had any chest hair on him. Michael crouched before him and closed his eyes. You did good, kid. Even though Michael was in the body of a teenager like him, He reached the age of 29 on the earth, so he called him a kid. Rian's face was covered in blood, and behind that blood, he knew that Rian must have been a handsome youth who had a sling life to live, but he lost his life by saving these kids. Sunrise sect On his torn robes, he noticed a badge on his chest and wiping off the blood from it, he read Rest in peace, kid, they will suffer for this, and this will be my payment. He clutched the badge and said, as he lifted Rian's body to bury him properly, his body was not in the condition for him to take it to his sect and bury there. He's dead, isn't he? When Michael stepped out of the cabin with Rian's body in his arms, the boy silently asked him, yes, now follow me. The children silently followed him, they didn't speak or utter any words. Brother, no, young master. The boy left the group and came to him while he was leading the group to the village. I'm not a young master kid, you can call me brother. Simply the word young master felt awkward when it came out of this boy's mouth so Michael told him to call him brother. Oh. The boy nodded. Brother what about the other kids in the village? Did you save them too? The moment he heard the boy, his heart skipped a beat as he halted his steps. Before he left the village, he spent 50 badass points to scan the entire village for life signs but the system did not find any except for Cindy, her mother, and the baby. If these 20 kids weren't the only kids in the village, that meant only one thing, they were killed by the ones who massacred the village or lost their lives to the fire. Thinking about those murderers, His killing intent skyrocketed and his nails started to dig into his palms in anger. Wait till I get my hands on those bastards. He gritted his teeth and continued to walk. System, give me a paralyzing poison. He was leading the kids to the village when he saw Gaia, Cindy, her mother, and the baby in Midway. Roy. Cindy. The girl shouted at the boy as the children quickly ran towards Cindy and her mother crying and sobbing. Young Master Rian. Cindy's mother came to him and she couldn't hold back her tears looking at the lifeless body of Rian. It was a good thing you came here, the kids shouldn't see the village, they have already been through enough. Thank, thank you, young master. No. Mikella shook his head and stepped back when she crouched to grab his legs to thank him. Just take care of them, I will be back soon. Gaia too followed him right behind to the village leaving everyone behind. It was the blood and bones sect, human. Why? The reason was a surprisingly simple one, human, according to the woman, the blood and Bone sect was taking their coins in the name of protection fee. Protection from what? From nothing, they were just using the reason to milk these villagers, and recently they raised the protection fee. She air-quoted the words protection fee and continued. The woman said they were barely able to pay the previous fee but when they raised it, they simply couldn't scrape together enough coins, so they asked for more time. They didn't give time, did they? Gaia shook her head hearing him. Yes, instead of giving them time, those f curs decided to use the villagers as human dummies and let their students practice spells on them. Because she was walking behind him, she was unable to see the killing intent in his eyes as she went on. If it wasn't for the human in your arms who killed some of their students and led the remaining children away from the village, those tiny humans would be dead too. What are you planning to do, human? First, I should bury those people, they deserve proper burials and I will give it to them. At the moment, Gaia felt thirsty and tired just by looking at him digging hole after hole and burying each and every villager after wrapping them in white clothing. Why are you doing this human? You don't know these people, you already used a valuable healing potion by saving that tiny human and its mother. It's not much Gaia, this is just a basic humanity, where I come from, there are at least people there to give the dead a proper burial, I don't think that's true here, tell me I'm wrong. I don't know where you came from human, but here, this how things are, in this place, there's only one rule, the rule of the jungle, if you are not a predator, you're a prey. Michael took a deep breath and stabbed the shovel into the ground as Gaia noticed the look of unwavering determination on his face. Then I will be the strongest, most powerful predator this world has ever seen and hunt every dirtbag in this world. Ding, congratulations to the host for setting a goal. The host will receive a reward of 450 badass points and a healing potion. Little by little, he started to apprehend the reason when he was sent to this world with the system. Until now he had never thought that this world would be this much messed up where the strong could hunt down and massacre people like they were nothing. In his previous life, every person he killed was a crook or criminal in some way that they were better dead than alive to the world, not once in his life he took an innocent life, even a hitman like him had a moral code but the cultivators in this world had nothing, not even a shred of mercy towards these poor people. He knew the little girl Cindy must have walked for hours to reach the guild and ask for help but none of them were willing to help her but only tried to chase her away. If someone like Rian came sooner than he did, they could have saved more lives, saved more children. If he was on earth, he would have paid a hefty sum to these people and left because he had no power back there to change the entire world, he was just a human but in this world, he had the means to be the strongest, he had the most powerful weapon in this world, the system. The remaining bit of Abraza's soul changed the way Michael looked at this world and influenced his mindset. After burying all these people, he understands his place in this world and realized what he needs to do. I'm going to do what I do best, kill people, host, Michael, cultivation level, foundation stage, level 9, experience points, 24500-25000, badass points, 2000, current skills, lightning dash, level 1, ignition, level 1, wind blast, level 2, passive abilities, environment scanning, level 1, responsive energy shield, level 1, occupation, adventurer. Status, healthy, goals, be the strongest predator in this world, subordinates, gaia, loyalty level 10%, notable skills, above average in marksmanship, proficient in close combat, system, how many points to upgrade the energy shield, level 2 of the responsive energy shield will be able to completely block all the body refining stage and body strengthening level 2 attacks point 1500 points required to upgrade to level 2, do it. He didn't need another offensive type of skill or to upgrade the Ignitia as he had the knife to kill anyone under the body strengthening stage level 6. In an all-out fight, the shield would be a lifesaver so he didn't hesitate to spend the points and upgrade it. Gaia, did you ask the woman the location of the sect? Don't be rash, human. Although the sect was newly founded one, the woman said the sect leader is a body strengthening level 2 cultivator. She thought he would be afraid or at least slightly shaken but unexpectedly, he was grinning. It seems the universe itself want me to kill them. When he decided to upgrade his shield, he had never guessed it would make him invincible before them. With his shield, even their strongest, the sect master himself wouldn't be able to stop him from exterminating them. Gaia, his grin disappeared and replaced by a stern look. From this moment, on my path, I will kill a whole lot of people and make many enemies, probably powerful ones, so if you want, you can leave. He was 99.9% sure that she wouldn't leave but he wanted to warn her and if she chose to leave, he would let her. What the fk are you talking about? Without my cultivation, Nagas would eventually find and kill me or worse. She sighed and continued, but with you, at least I have a chance to repair my cultivation and kill that bitch, so, this princess will stay with you. Good choice, stick with me and I will not only heal you, but I will also help you take your revenge, deal. He reached his hand out as Gaia shook his hand with an ear-to-ear grin on her face. After burying the final body, he cleaned the sweat and stench off his body by bathing in the well and dried his clothes and body by creating hot air around him using the arch energy. Let's go. He took Gaia and went on his way to meet the children and the woman on the outskirts of the village. Young master, young miss. When the woman saw him and Gaia, she came running. Most of the children were sleeping while the baby in her arm seemed tired of crying in hunger. Is there any place you can take kids and settle down? No. Young master. The woman shook her head as tears started to flow out from her eyes thinking about their future without her husband to provide for them. System, do you have grocery items and utensils to cook? The host should know by now that if the host has badass points, the system can provide the host anything. All right, all right. The woman was startled looking at the vegetables, bags of rice, and utensils appearing out of nowhere before them. Don't refuse, take this and start cooking, when I come back, I will help you find a new place to settle down. He wiped the tears off the woman's face as the woman nodded and let out a gentle smile. Young master, what do we call our savior? Gaia looked forward to hearing his name since he had never told her his name and obviously ghost was not his name. I'm what exists and doesn't exist. You can call me ghost. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 50 badass points and a teleportation scroll. Sister Clara, do we have to invite the sinister sect to the ceremony? At the moment a group of six people was dressed in silver and yellow uniforms and their flying swords soaring through the air. The group had three boys and three girls. The prettiest red-haired girl in the group was flying in front leading the group and when her junior sister asked the question, she nodded. Even though they use immoral techniques to cultivate, they are still a sect and we are obligated to invite them. If Gaia was here, she would identify them by looking at their uniforms. The six of them belonged to the renowned Morning Start sect of Bredia. Another pretty and sweet-looking girl in the group looked at the red-haired girl and spoke out softly, Why do we have to do this? Wasn't this Orion's responsibility? Apparently someone was dumb enough to take a quest from the guild that Orion was looking to complete, so he was searching for that fool all over the river town. Oh! The girl sounded surprised hearing the boy beside her. Who was he? Which sect he belongs to? Sect? The boy snickered. He was a rogue cultivator according to the guild and hear this, he is only a foundation level cultivator. All the students present were astonished. Within this Bredia kingdom, nobody had ever raised a finger against them let alone taking their quest. Besides, this person was only at the foundation level. I think he must have come from another kingdom, but it doesn't matter now, when Orion gets his hands on him, he's dead. The three boys' faces were filled with smiles as the girl frowned and moved near to Clara. Sister Clara, can you do something? He was obviously made a mistake by taking Orion's quest. Kalra glared back at the girl and shrugged. With his puny cultivation level, he shouldn't even go to the guild yet. Not only he did go there but also took the quest without Orion's permission. It seems he has more arrogant than Orion, so we should let him learn his lesson. But sister Clara. If he wasn't from Bredia, I'll tell Orion to leave him alive after he finishes punishing him. Okay. Why are you trying to defend that fool? The girl showed the boys a wry smile and sighed. I just don't want anyone to get killed over some minor mistake, that's all. S-h-h-h, we have entered the sex premises. Clara looked at the empty ground in the middle of the forest and motioned them to shut up. The minute Clara and the group landed, more than ten shadows emerged out of the thick forest and greeted them. Welcome, welcome to the blood and bones everyone. An old man in ragged clothing was leading a group of elders of the sect, their hair was disheveled as their bodies reeked of alcohol and at one glance, they looked nothing more than drunk beggars. The two girls behind Clara tried their hardest not to twitch their noses due to the stink as the boys stared at them with an awkward expression. Sec Master Ralphie, we are here to give you the invitation to the annual Bright Light Ceremony. Clara took out a gold tablet from her space ring and handed it over to the old man. The old man took the tablet from her hand before wriggling his nose and taking a deep breath, his face exuded a look of pleasure. Clara felt extremely disgusted looking at the lust in their eyes but kept her calm demeanor. After a few breaths... He licked his lips and looked at the elders, speaking in a deep voice. Go to the next village nearby and get our protection fee, we can't attend the ceremony without gifts in our hands. The two old men behind him trembled and hurriedly replied. Of course sect master Ralphie, we'll gather some disciples and collect the fee before the dawn. Seeing the elders turn to leave the place after giving them a weird look, the girls stomached their disgust and waited for Clara to get the heck out of here. Good. Having said that, the old man laughed but when the elders were about to leave, the girls and boys saw a person wearing full black robes stepping out of the forest and entering the empty ground. Looking at the direction the disciples were staring, the old man turned around to see a youth walking towards them. He asked the Morning Star Sect disciples, "Do you know him?" The disciples shook their heads cluelessly as Clara's brows furrowed when she saw the youth's cultivation level. The old man's expression turned cold as he smiled at the youth, killing intent radiated out from his eyes. He then waved a hand and instructed the elders, casting his glance at the youth in front of them. In a few seconds, Clara and the group saw ten disciples of the Blood and Bone sect who wore blood-red robes appear on the empty ground and surround the black-robed youth. Ralphie directed his glance towards the youth and laughed coldly. You have some guts to trespass into the Blood and Bone sect, brat. Do you have a death wish or something? Why are you here? I'm here to send all of you to hell. Master Song puckered his eyebrows as the elders opened their mouths in shock. At the same time, the group of Clara had curious and suspicious expressions on their faces as well. One of the girls asked quietly, Sister Clara, who is he? Where did he come from? The few of them looked at each other before shaking their heads, I've no idea but he seems to be mad, walking here with his foundation level cultivation. The few of them were thrown into a hushed discussion as they occasionally glanced at the black-robed youth, each with their own thoughts formed of him. Since you're so adamant in dying, let me grant your wish. A muscle mountain blocked Michael's way with a wicked smile. His biceps were bulging out holding a six-feet heavy golden axe. Shit human, he must be eating entire boars and buffaloes for breakfast. Compared to the muscle mountain before him, he looked like a little lamb. Pulch. But suddenly the bulky man's eyes widened as he dropped his big axe on the ground. A few seconds after, he too dropped on his knee and the students around him saw a black knife sticking out of his heart as blood was oozing out of the wound. When he retrieved the knife, he kicked the axe as the huge axe landed in his hand. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 6 cultivator. The reward is 4500 experience points as well American Samoa 200 badass points. Indeed, for a moment, all of them were astonished as Clara's group froze in their places. They watched on with gaping mouths as Michael transformed himself into a bolt of lightning and charged straight at the group of blood and bone sect disciples who were surrounding him fearlessly. Pulch pulch pulch. They couldn't see Michael's body and the only thing they could, was the lightning bolt in the middle of the group. Every time the bolt of lightning came near a disciple, hot blood splashed onto the ground. In a few seconds, they witnessed Michael stop his steps as the disciples' whole, were surrounding him a moment ago was now laying on a puddle of their own blood. The six of them from the Morning Star sect were dumbfounded as their faces were full of shock. Just in a mere moment, he was able to do this. They, they are, moving. The pretty girl behind Clara pointed at the disciples and said as everyone looked closer at the disciples. All of their legs were cut or chopped off in a most horrible way, The broken bones were sticking out of their legs and made the girls nauseated. Bastard. Ralphie's anger erupted within him like a volcano as his scream echoed through the forest and chased away all the birds resting in there. In that instant, even without needing Ralphie to shout at them, the blood and bone sect disciples rushed towards Michael with faces of evident rage. Chop them off, human. With his blood dripping axe on the shoulder, Michael stood there with an evil smile and waved at them to attack him together. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 100 badass points. Ignitia. He fired lightning bolts from his one hand at the weaker disciples. Ah. The lightning bolt was aimed at their legs and the lightning bolt completely burned their flesh as the bones started to become visible. Lightning dash. Before the stronger disciples cast a shield spell, he again turned into a bolt of lightning and dashed at them. Whoosh. In the next moment, he appeared behind the cultivator who was trying to attack him. A wicked smile appeared on his face as he said, I'm behind you. Ah the disciple's eyes gaped wide open as if he had just seen a ghost and was in a state of panic. In a flash, Michael brought the wrath of the axe down upon him, chopping his two legs completely off of his body and sent the limbs flying towards the elders. Soon after, the lightning arcs beneath his feet seemed to jolt and dance like streaks of lightning in the sky. He then turned to the next disciple. I'm just getting started. After a few breaths of moments, The empty ground was full of anguished cries of agonies and pleas for mercy as well as blood and limbs. With a pair of bloodshot eyes, Michael's heart was filled with rage and killing intent. The more he chopped off their legs, the angrier he got as he released all of his pent-up rage burying those little children on these disciples. He completely ignored their pleas for mercy and threats. He knew that these were animals roaming on this planet and all deserved to die. He knew that he had to make them feel what the villagers and the little children felt before they died. At the same time, his mind was filled with continuous sounds and alerts made by the system. I will kill you bastard. Ralphie couldn't hold his anger anymore by looking at all his crippled students lying in their own pool of blood. The elders were quite shocked seeing his weird spells and techniques but they knew if they didn't move now, Ralphie would kill them. Bring it on. He laughed loudly as he held onto the axe and charged towards the elders who had looks of fear and surprise etched across their faces. Looking at his speed, they halted their movement in shock and didn't move an inch. At the very last moment, The elders regained their senses and started conjuring different spells in a bid to defend themselves but were still scared stiff. Regardless of whatever spells or skills they cast, they couldn't reach him through his shield. After their fruitless attempts to kill him were made apparent, they stared at the golden blade of the axe as they felt immense pain. At the next moment, their bodies dropped on the ground and a couple of blooded legs were lying before them. How could their puny spell damage him? He spent 2,500 badass points on the shield, and among the body refining stage cultivators, he was invincible. Clara's group was wide-eyed, completely astonished, and some would started to become afraid of him. He's too strong and fast. The elders didn't even have the chance to cast a defense spell on them. One of the boys whispered to his friend. He's too strong. He must have been concealing his cultivation level from everyone else. Did you see that he went from foundation level to body refining stage, just like that. He must be using some sort of concealing spell to hide his true cultivation level and playing mind games with them. Could he be a body-strengthening cultivator? Based on his powers, he has to be. He was chopping the legs off the rest of the disciples while Ralphie seemed to hesitate to attack him. The system was repeatedly beeping in his mind, informing him of the rewards he had received. Cling. At the very end, Michael slammed the axe down onto the ground and stood in the middle of the half-dead disciples and chopped legs. He then shouted out loudly at Ralphie, Are you going to attack me or what? Despite his anger, His instincts told him that this youth is extremely powerful and he had a bad feeling as he glared at him and asked, who are you? You don't have the right to know my name. He smiled but his eyes were full of killing intent towards Ralphie. Why the FK did you do this? Ralphie pointed at the disciples and the elders who were crawling on the ground and asked furiously. Rosewood Village. He only said two words but his tone was deep and serious. Isn't that the name of the small village nearby? The girl behind Clara frowned and hearing the girl's voice, Ralphie also remembered the village. What of it? Clara and her group craned their necks and waited for his answer but instead of speaking, he laughed like an evil maniac. After a few seconds, he stopped laughing and glared at Ralphie. What of it? What of it? Huh? You used the villagers, the little kids as dummies to practice your spells and then you burned the whole village to the ground. For what? A couple of hundred coins. Ralphie clenched his fists as several veins bulged up on his forearm. He maintained an ashen face as he laughed out angrily. Good. Very good you did that because of those worthless ants. Ever since the day, the blood and bone sect has been established, until now, none has raised a finger against us. You are the first and shall be the last. The next moment, he took out his sword and dashed at Michael throwing the golden tablet away. He did this because of a few mortals. One of the boys asked the group like it wasn't a big deal at all. Sister, Clara what do we do? Clara sighed and took the golden tablet from the ground. Let's see how this unfolds, I don't think he can kill sect master Ralphie. Ralphie was a body strengthening stage cultivator after all. A difference between the body refining stage and body strengthening stage was significantly high and it was very unlikely that a body refining stage cultivator could kill a body strengthening stage cultivator in a direct battle. However, her face froze when she saw him lifting Ralphie by his neck. Ralphie's hands and legs were transformed into metal by some sort of spell but still, he couldn't make a dent in the blue shield around the youth. How did you? What the fk? Gaia was extremely astonished looking at his power. She was expecting a battle between him and Ralphie, but now the body strengthening stage level 2 cultivator was gasping for air in the human's hands. I will make you watch them suffer. As he said, he dropped the axe and took out his knife. Gaia noticed a green shade on the blade's surface. Release, me. Ralphie struggled to utter these words as Michael laughed out coldly. Shall we start? Michael plunged his knife into Ralphie's right chest, avoiding the major arteries and veins. When the knife entered his body, he felt a chill run down his spine and his body turned numb except for his mouth. After paralyzing Ralphie, he put him down as the old man asked, What did you do? You should worry about what I'm going to do? Can you guess? He laughed and kicked Ralphie in the gut. Bastard. I'm going to burn your precious sect members, alive. The minute the words were spoken, everyone present froze as they were all completely shocked and stunned. Some of the disciples and the elders whole were crawling without legs and had looks of intense fear despite the pain they were feeling. The girls behind Clara was terrified as well as they shouted out anxiously. Brother, don't be rash. Please calm down and be rational. You already shed enough blood and crippled their cultivation, that's just worse than death for a cultivator. If you kill and burn them, you will be no different than the blood and bone sect. Clara nodded and shouted without stepping on the blood-soaked ground, but he had already turned himself into a bolt of lightning as they witnessed the bodies of the disciples were piling up on the center of the ground. Don't listen to these bitches, human, you're right. We must slow roast them in the fire, like chicken. You're wrong, he said when he stopped moving, as Clara's group had a bad feeling looking at his face and the killing intent in his eyes. I'm worse than them. Red color can appeared in his hand. The girls twitched their noses, smelling the strong stench when he started to pour the liquid on the growling bodies of the elders and the disciples. No. The minute Ralphie screamed out in terror, the lightning bolt from Michael's hand hit the pile. The group was so terrified that the two girls screamed out in horror. Their expressions were aghast disbelieving of whatever they were looking at. The dark red flames were burning as high as a full-grown tree while they could feel the heat coming from the flames. Even Clara who participated in many battles as well as the boys were horrified. It took them a long time to regain their initial composure. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 200 badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 6 cultivator. The reward is 4,500 experience points as well. American Samoa 200 badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 7 cultivator. The reward is 5,000 experience points as well. American Samoa 200 badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 8 cultivator. The reward is 6,000 experience points as well. American Samoa 200 badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body refining stage, level 10 cultivator. The reward is 7,000 experience points as well American Samoa 200 badass points. Several beeps of the system kept ringing in his mind as his gaze was now landed on the main culprit. Ralphie. I will kill you. I will kill you bastard. Ralphie's eyes turned blood red as he screamed at Michael. Human, what are you planning to do with him? He didn't answer Gaia but walked towards Ralphie with a wicked smile on his face. I'll make an example out of you. Shut up. Michael punched Ralphie using his full strength as his two front teeth flew out of his mouth. What? What is he going to do? The girls stuttered and watched him wrapping Ralphie's body in with white clothing like a mummy. Aren't we going to roast him in this fire, human? No. Hey look, that young master is coming. What is he dragging? The two guards at the city wall noticed Michael and came out of their little tent and waved at Michael. Hey guys. Michael waved back at him and deeply exhaled. Guys, give me some water. The pair of guards were awestricken and stupefied hearing him. You don't have some. We do. But young master. The two guards had a perplexed look on their face. We are just commoners and you're a noble. One of the guards slowly said as Michael shook his head. Fk that. Aren't we all just human? Go bring me the water. I'm thirsty. Go go go. He chased one guard and looked at the other. And you. Come help me with this. They couldn't talk back to him but the guards were astonished. While the guard went to bring water. The other guard stepped forward to help him. Were you hunting in the woods, young master? His clothes were full of bloodstains and the thing inside the white cloth seemed like his game. Sort of. The guard saw a long pole appear before him while the other guard brought him the water in a leather flask. Guk, guck guck. Taking the flask, he started to gulp the water to quench his thirst as the two guards mistook Ralphie for an animal and kept poking him. What kind of animal is this? It's almost looking like a human. Young master, what is this? Is this a divine beast? Divine beasts were animals that had the talent to cultivate and they were very different from normal beasts. It's worse, it's the headmaster of the blood and bone sect. The two guards looked at one another, Aghast, Their eyes were filled with shock and they were left speechless for a long time. Young master, you shouldn't joke like that, if those evil people hurt you, they will hunt you down. Tell these idiots what we have done, (laughs) he he. Gaia giggled and she couldn't wait to see their look when they see what's inside the white clothing. Come, lift this up. They had no idea what he planned to do by tying the thing to the pole and lifting it up. At the distance, Clara's group reached the city walls and saw Michael hanging Ralphie on the pole in front of the city gates. Young master, can you tell us what is this? See it yourself. Michael pulled the white clothing by its end and unwrapped Rapalphie like a gift box. When they saw Rapalphie's face and the badge of blood and bone sect on his chest, they were speechless and their eyes widened and looked like they could pop out of their sockets any second. Little bastard. Let me down. Young master. They took a step back from Michael as their bodies started to shiver in fear. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 200 badass points. The old man's scream in rage echoed through the river town and people came rushing out to see what's going on. The men and women who saw the scene were astounded as their hearts skipped a beat looking at Ralphie, the infamous sect master of the blood and bone sect. The people widened their eyes as they stared at Michael unbelievably looking horrified while the system was continuously ringing in his mind and awarded him with badass points. Young master, the blood, and bone sect. The guard came to say something but he raised his finger and stopped him. There's no more blood and bone sect, I've burned them all and this scum will be next. A ball of green glue appeared in his hand when he said. Looking at the green glue and the murderous look on his face, Ralphie tried to wriggle but his body refused to move an inch. They didn't expect the once cool and handsome young man would hunt down the entire blood and bone sect as well as capture its leader alive. The guards and people couldn't help but step back in fear, feeling the killing intent radiating from him and Clara's group themselves haven't seen such tremendous aura from their own seniors before. It was absolutely terrifying. Pook. Michael threw the green glue at Ralphie and witnessed it slowly spreading and enveloping his body. The green glue was some kind of substance he bought from the system he wanted to burn him slowly and inflict as much as pain he could so when he asked the system to do something like that, the system recommended the green glue. What? What is this? Ralphie panicked seeing the glue spreading all over his body as he shouted at Clara's group who were looking at the scene from a distance. Do something. Help me. Ah. But when he was shouting, a small crack of lightning hit the green glue and started the fire. No 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 a h h. On your way to the afterlife, apologize to everyone you killed in the Rosewood Village. The women and the girls were rather traumatized looking at the scene including the two girls in Clara's group. Some people threw up due to the smell of a burning body. The youth's rage and resolution to kill was very vicious and bloodthirsty as any member of the blood and bone sect which left a very deep mental scar within the female disciples' hearts. He killed all of them horribly and painfully. A man with such a cruel nature. We shouldn't offend this devil Clara warned her rest of the group as they nodded. Originally when they first heard him saying he's going to exterminate the blood and bone sect. They thought he was a madman and going to be killed by Ralphie's students, who knew that he would not only kill the elders and students but also burn Ralphie alive. Furthermore, he was just alone and they were at least 30. Scary. This is too scary. He's too powerful. The few of them softly muttered in their hearts, Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 200 badass points. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 200 badass points. Ding. Congratulations to the host for successfully being a badass. The reward is 200 badass points. Ding. Congrats to the host for killing a body strengthening stage, level 2 cultivator. The reward is 10,000 experience points as well American Samoa 300 badass points. You are too cruel human, but this princess likes it? Guys, don't take away this pole until everyone in the kingdom knows what happened to the blood and bone sect. I have a payment to collect from the guild. The crowd stepped aside and made way for him as he activated the lightning dash and disappeared from the scene leaving everyone shocked. Oh shit, did he say guild? One of the boys raised his brows and asked, yes, why? Orion will be there, we should go and warn him before he pisses this person off. The whole sect knew about Orion's arrogance and the tendency to make enemies out of everyone. Even in the sect. The Outer Disciples hated him the most because of his bullying and they didn't want Orion to meet the one who single-handedly annihilated an entire sect, hey. Eek. The girl on the reception squealed and jumped back when she saw him suddenly appear before her. You scared the hell out of me. The scene where he killed a powerful adventurer Keaton like a fly traumatized her and now, she was more afraid of him than attracted to him. Here are the bandit badges, now run along and get me my coins. You heard him, bring us our coin you little rat. Gaia shouted at the girl as he chuckled. Right, wait here please, young master. None of the adventurers dare to look at him directly or look down on him but rather had a slight fear in their eyes considering the one he killed was one of the powerful adventurers in the town. Look at these clowns. Looking at Michael's gaze, the adventurers quickly turned away and didn't dare to look at him like they first did. Expect them to lie down before us after they heard what we did at the city gates, he <laughs> he. Michael knew it would take some time for them to hear what happened at the city gates and even more time for the whole kingdom to know. Young master, here's your coins. He noticed someone sitting in front of a light orb and casting some spell. Hmm, he must be the person who confirms the quest is truly completed or not. 750 silver coins. The system scanned the coin pouch and informed him of the number of coins inside without him opening the pouch. Hey girl, isn't 13 into 60, 780. Although he had a smile on his face, the girl trembled because it was not a gentle smile but a wicked one. Young master, 4% 4% of the full amount was deducted by the guild as a commission. Why don't you just go and rob people, greedy f 4% huh? Is that a fixed amount or very quest to quest? He wasn't new to the concept of commission, he paid a certain amount after completing each hit as a tax to the dark world, so he didn't get surprised like Gaia. Fixed amount, young master. That's good to hear, see you girl later. The girls exhaled deeply after he disappeared and the color on her face returned. The crowd was almost doubled in size when he stepped out of the city gates as the system started to continuously ring in his mind and award him with more badass points. All the people were standing around the pole and murmuring while the guards saw him coming towards them. Step aside, young master is coming. The group of people standing on his way quickly jumped out of the way and lowered their heads. Guys, come here. He pointed his finger at the two guards and motioned them to come. Like two obedient puppies, the guards came running and waited for his order. Tell me your names. Daniel young master. The older guards lowered his head. Ricky, young master. The other guards also lowered his head as Michael threw the coin pouch at Daniel. The survivors of the Rosewood Village need a place to stay, take these coins and rent a place fit for 16 people, can you do that? Both of them were at a loss for words but Daniel quickly responded by nodding his head. It'll be ready, but young master. Daniel scratched the back of his head and looked curious. You haven't told us your name yet. Don't you dare say ghost, human. Gaia shouted in anger as he smiled at the guards. You can call me Ghost. Moments later, Cindy's mother was waiting for him and Gaia with their potions of food. At this time, she saw a crack of lighting on the ground that appeared not too far in the distance. A small smile emerged on her face as the lightning bolt changed to reveal his figure. The children were cuddling each other and sleeping without any worries about what's going to happen for them in this cruel world without their parents. Young master, did you eat? The woman nodded and picked up a bowl of chicken rice porridge. It's not much like you have eaten in your life. A powerful youth like him couldn't be anything but a rich young man who had enough abundant wealth and cultivation resources to be this powerful at such a young age, she thought. If you must know, I'm not a noble or lord of anything but a commoner just like you and these children. He took the bowl from the woman's hand and sat on the sandy ground. Wow. His eyes sparkled when the porridge touched his taste buds. He had never tasted something like this in his previous life and he had eaten in any prestigious five-star hotel and Michelin star restaurants on the earth. But he didn't give any fancy ingredient or anything special, yet, the woman before him turned the usual ingredients into something special. This is delicious, lady, what's your name by the way? She was bewildered hearing his comment, it was just a normal porridge that had chicken pieces in it, but looking at his expressions, she couldn't see any sign of him lying. I'm Raylene Agner, young master. She lowered her head in respect while Gaia jumped out of his body and completely shook Raylene. Her eyes widened as she became speechless, seeing her suddenly appear out of his body. You want this prank? Just shut up and eat it. He interrupted her before she could finish her sentence and insult railing. How? Growl. She raised his finger angrily but soon her face turned red in embarrassment because of the sounds her stomach was making breathing the aroma of the food. It's not. Growl. She clenched her stomach tightly and tried to silence the sound coming from her stomach but she ultimately failed. Here, don't embarrass yourself further. He took another bowl and handed it over to Gaia. She was already hungry when he chucked all the food in the inn but her princess pride prevented her from asking for food. It has been almost a week since she ate something and smelling something delicious as this, she couldn't hold her craving anymore. Taking the bowl in her hands, she gawked around and stood still like a confused child. Are you expecting a throne, princess? Sit your ass down here. His shout made Gaia's knees go soft as she sat on the sand with him. As she moved the spoon near her mouth, the fantastic smell of porridge wafted into her nose suddenly her appetite became out of control. She opened her mouth and took a bite and the next moment, her eyes widened in disbelief. The delicious taste, including the scorching aroma of the chicken and the sweet and sour tang of the rice, tickled her taste buds instantly. My gosh. This is too delicious. A simple porridge like this, which was so ordinary in appearance, had become so attractive to her. However, the system notified Michael that the ingredients it gave were extremely high quality and everything was filled with pure arch-energy molecules that made this porridge so much tastier. How else a simple porridge like this could be this delicious? Gaia, how is the food? He asked her at that moment. However, she had no time to answer the question as she devoured the porridge quickly. It seemed as if she was still longing for more. It is so. Good. He asked her with a grin but he didn't wait for her answer as he turned to look at Raelene. Raelene, We are going to the river town and I made arrangement for your stay, soon I will find a more permanent home for you guys. Tears rolled out of her eyes thinking about everything the stranger has done for them. Her tears however disappeared when a gentle wind blew on her face. You shed enough tears for one day, even though it will be hard, try to forget about everything that happened. The sky was turning dark and the bright stars were starting to come out while the gentle breeze of the evening wind was gently blowing. Look over there, the young master is coming. Who are those children behind him? Daniel and Ricky saw Michael, a woman, and a group of children of different ages walking towards them. They must be the survivors of the Rosewood village. As a commoner who was born and raised in a village like Rosewood, Daniel felt sad for those people. Many rulers and kings wouldn't raise a finger for a sect like Blood and Bone massacring the commoners thinking it would damage their relationship with the sect. This was the first time that someone actually did something against a sect like the Blood and Bone. They still couldn't believe that the bones of the sect leader are hanging from a pole outside the city gates like a weird decoration. The entire River Town was in turmoil hearing the news about the extermination of the sect and by tomorrow night, the entire kingdom would know what happened to them and the person who killed them, at that time, Ghost would become just as famous as many popular adventurers and disciples. Next to Michael, the ones who profited more in the situation was none other than the two guards, Daniel and Ricky. Before Michael came to Rivertown, they were just two trash soldiers in the king's army sent to watch over this faraway land by the king of Bredia. They had no respect among the adventurers or the disciples of the various sects who come to the river town. In the other towns and cities, the guards had more prestige and would get a nice discount anywhere they went but here, even the tavern owner wouldn't even give them a small discount on ale and food. However, now their reputation and respect skyrocketed as everyone in the town started to show them overwhelming respect because of Michael. Now Daniel and Ricky were not just guards but the minions of the ghost, the one who single-handedly massacred the infamous Blood and Bone sect and burned the sect leader alive. While they were hunting for a large place to rent for the ghost, the people and youths came to them asking about the ghost and their association with him. And unlike Daniel, who tried to keep his mouth closed, Ricky bragged about their connection with the ghost. He even bragged, saying he and the ghost shared drinks, which was somewhat true. As she got closer to the city gates, Raylene saw a white skeleton hanging from a pole. She suddenly felt spooky and terrified looking at the skeleton. Do you see that skeleton? It's the sect leader of the Blood and Bone. In that instant, Raylene completely fell into a daze. Every single word was punctuated clearly within her ears. Young master, you, you killed him. Yes. Raylene's eyes still had that look of sheer shock as Daniel and Ricky came running. Young master ghost, the owner stated an outrageous price but we haggled and closed the deal for 300 silver coins. Ricky proudly exclaimed and handed over the coin pouch to Michael. Good job, here keep this. He took 20 silver coins against Gaia's shout and gave it to Ricky. Share it later, now help them settle in the place. I have to check in with the tavern. Brother, aren't you coming to stay with us? Cindy pulled his sleeve and asked him as he ruffled her head playfully. No, but I will stay very close to you, Cindy. Young master Bud Raylene was already in shock after hearing that he had spent 300 silver coins for them and why did he have to stay the night at the inn while they stay in the house he rented with his coins. No, it won't be right for me to spend the night there. People tend to spread nasty rumors when a single mother stays the night alone with a young man. It would affect both her and Cindy in the future, so he decided to stay in the tavern. And if someone started to talk rubbish even after this, he would simply knock all their teeth off and shut them up for good. Young Master Ghost is right, my lady, these people have nasty mouths. Daniel said, and it took a few moments for Raylene to think about the consequences and agree with them. But what if those badmen come again? Cindy trembled tightly and held his hand, remembering the things that happened before her earlier. They won't, those badmen left the world and will never come back. Yes. He lifted her up and kissed her on the cheek. Now go with these brothers and sleep. Don't cause any troubles for your mother. I won't. Unexpectedly the girl wrapped her little hands around his neck and kissed him on the cheek. His heart was warm like never before and he had no idea that his new side was also somewhat influenced by Abraza's soul fragments in his own soul. He kissed her forehead and smiled while the guards were surprised seeing his change of moods. At this moment, he seemed extremely felt and approachable youth but a few hours ago, He looked like the devil reincarnate with the overwhelming killing intent. Is he bad or good? The same question was going on inside Gaia's mind too and until now, she couldn't find what kind of human he is. Take them there. He passed the little girl to Daniel as he took the girl into his arms with a warm smile on his face. He walked with them until he reached the tavern and then he sent them with Daniel and Ricky. You are an orphan, aren't you human? Just when the children and the guards disappeared from his sight, Gaia asked him as he froze. Don't try to deny it. Human, I see the way you look at them. Human, it's the look of someone who grew up without parents. Well, well, you do have some brain, princess. I'm surprised. Thanks. Wait. What? How dare you? She screamed in anger but it was good fun for him to make her angry. While she was shouting at him, he entered the tavern and the moment the people inside saw him, the place became dead silent as even a pin-dropping sound could be heard. Since the tavern was near the city gates, every one of them had seen what he did to ralphie and they were terrified of him young master ghost the waitress who had a wide smile on her face the other day now was shivering and trying to let out a fake smile relax guys i only kill those who piss me off are you guys trying to piss me off by being silent we are in a tavern for god's sake no no young master the waitress quickly shook her head while the patrons in the tavern returned to their usual self little by little although the tavern was not as loud as before Still it was better than a dead silent. A group of three adventurers was occupying the table he sat before but seeing him coming towards them, they quickly stood up and left the table. That's right, bitches, run.